Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to our Round 10 Teamless Tuesday Magic Round Podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Mitch Brown, our expert physio. Hey, Mitch, how are you going? I'm well, mate. How are you? Good, good. You got the soundboard up? Uh, in the process of doing it right now. Awesome. Well, mate, while we're looking at that, uh, Nick might be joining us a bit later. He's, he's on the bench here. So he had a good week last week, 909 points, uh, rank 597, so doing well there. I did pretty well. I was trying to work it out. No one did amazingly because I didn't have Nico or Moses, but I still cracked out at 931, which was okay. Sees me up a few ranks to 230. Mitch, how about you, mate? Mate, it wasn't my best week, 848, and I dropped a few ranks. I'm out to 4,854. I had a lot of consistency, but it was generally consistently not great. So, need a better week this week. That's it. I think a few people are hoping for that, though. Hopefully, Reese Walsh continues to suck. And, you know, we did talk about that about a month ago, didn't we? That's it. They're but having the, trouble beating top eight sides, apart from mm, the Panda 3 and 1, and they were pretty cooked. And when you have a player who only relies on attacking stats, that is a bit of a problem. That's right. So we'll see how it goes this week. Let's have a look at the one thing we got wrong. So this week, I'm regaining Selling Hopgood a couple of weeks ago. He got benched, but now he's back to form. So I'm starting to think whether I want him back. How about you, Mitch? Mate, uh, the big one for me is Josh Curran. It was a bit of a misplay as someone who is a physio. I'm a pretty surprised and pretty sad that Torhu's coming back early and and perhaps it's one of those things and I am tempted to keep him that he could go down yet again but at this point that decision is not working out the way I thought I figured they might give Torhu a bit more time on the sideline but that hasn't eventuated the only thing is mate that I'm enjoying possibly at at Torhu is that he should turn that break even around unless he has one really big rack off game right I'm thinking around around like next round He'll turn it around because he's got the round 12 bye. You're getting yep. coming into round 13. He'll be healthy. Yep. Like the extra week off, you hold him for the origin, right? Well, yeah, if he can stay healthy, he's creeping into that don't touch territory after the ACL and the repeat MCL injuries. I'm starting to get a little bit gun shy. We saw that with Brian To'o. Now, obviously, he didn't redo his injury. And we'll get to uh, Torhu Harris later, but he hasn't um, redone it as Torhu has. But once you start to have a couple, I start to wonder if his performance is going to be the same the rest of the season. That's it. Well, we'll be watching the next two weeks, so yep. definitely be keeping an eye. Well, let's have a talk about the leagues. Mitch, how did your league go this week? Uh, so best score this week was a 986, which I think is a pretty darn good score. Yeah. All things given, I'm presuming he, uh, Jerry Popper, who was the leader, had Nico Hines in there. I might just quickly check that to be sure, but that was the best score. How about you, mate? Okay, so the other competitive league, 953, Hookers United. I did try and double check that because I know that I got that one wrong the other week and I had to do a bit of an internal investigation on that one. So, yep, the results are Nick's still not here, stood down. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The other one is uh, the Chaos Mode, 966, swinging arms and smashing out tons. Uh, Well done, mate. And the overall, Hissing Bada, second overall still, so absolutely raining it out there. Just checking competitive too, so because you know there's only so many investigations you have until a rule changes until you turn to Peter Valandis, right, Mitch? Yep, exactly right. We don't want to do that. Nine forty-two God's Warriors, nine fifty-three Hookers United. Yeah, that's it there. Excellent. So I've got it right for once. Uh, on Nick's mode, uh, nine forty-eight for Tukey's Angels and nine fifty-seven for Fafida. This in your house. 
mate, I'm not sure for feet of this. Uh, how long are you going to keep that name? But I've seen a few people with the harsh moniker, so to speak, changed recently. So we'll see how that goes. Right, Mitch? That's right. Excellent. Still apologies to you, Matt, but I think we, we've made up for it now. All right, Mitch, less injuries, but some interesting ones this week. Yeah, a couple of couple of interesting ones. I might start off with the most interesting, which is Brandon Smith. So he had a neck injury. Now, look, he has been named to play, but I just wanted to talk about it really quickly for anyone who might be interested. My suspicion is that he probably had, and we saw that tackle there, some central neck pain, likely with a bit of pins and needles and numbness. I, I would wager that they sort of assessed him for a possible fracture in that neck there. There was likely some concern over that, but since he's been uh, ruled to not have any of that, my feeling is that you know he's been named without any concern because it's the only thing outside of a major disbulge that could send him to hospital, and you wouldn't get that type of thing wrong. Like if that was there and you sent him there, it'd almost definitely be a number of weeks off. So likely a, a good escape there for Brandon, and I'm happy to hit, see that he's healthy. Paul Mamorowski, so he's going to be out for an extended period. Stu, he's got a bad labral tear in his shoulder. That's likely going to require surgery and will probably rule him out for the rest of the season. So that could be interesting to see what the Roosters do in response to that moving Get, forward. Guess who played the full leading reserve grade last week? Billy Smith. Billy Smith. He's back. He That's could be tempting. back the, the saltiest oh, trade man. of the season. No, fool me once, you know, fool me twice, shame on me. I, I, I'm saying they again. may have to play him, bro, like Drew Hutchinson. I'm telling you, he's going to get cooked this week, bro. He is not quick enough. Yeah, he's the not. There. But they're gonna, are they gonna find him out? Who are they? Who are they even playing this week? The uh, they're playing the Cowboys. Is that right? If Val Holmes gets within a mile of him, he's gonna cook him and send him friggin' dinner. Uh, let me just confirm. Yeah, that for can you, the mate. Cowboys. Cowboys. Bro. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. That's so. It. There's that. Uh, moving on, Brandon Hamlin, Ueli, grade two MCL. That's going to be four to six weeks for him. Now, with his position, I'd probably expect that to be on the, the nearer side of that. AJ Brimson, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Stu, and we said that it might be a little bit early to bring him back. Unfortunately, he has gone down with a hamstring injury, and I think he's shadow realm, mate, until I see anything uh, new from him in the off-season. So I'm just wondering, once they get that pubic area sorted, maybe maybe he might require some mesh in there. Uh, it's hard to say, but I think he needs an off-season under his belt to get over this. So AJ Brimson is now in the don't-touch zone. That brings in Jaden Campbell. Mate Eisenhurst shows shoulder injury there. We haven't been told what's going on. My gut feeling is a rotator cuff injury, but watch this space. Kurt Mann, torn oblique. That's nasty. I've had that injury. Three to four weeks, he may get get away with the lower end of that, uh, given his position. Tom Chester, ACL, hate to see it. That's his season. Chad Townsend, he's been named, but there are people in reserve. I'd wager it's a low-grade strain, and he'll be a game-day decision. I suspect with his dinner suit role, he'll play. Ray Stone, Cat H, uh, Category 1 HIA, that's 11 days. Jakey Dravojevic, Calf, Grade 1. The man who never goes down, that's two to four weeks, and that has huge origin implications, particularly with someone like Jack Bird playing, uh, Jack DeBellin rather, playing good footy. And Braden Burns, uh, this was a Herculean effort. Grade two to three MCL, he's going to be out six to eight weeks, and he played on it, Stu. That is impressive. The fact that he tracked down uh, Fine with that, and like you could see it, he was just absolutely, the fact that he tracked him down was very impressive. I, I, yeah, this, this dog's team, the 2024, I think will be a bit of a force, if I'm honest. 
That's it. And I'll be honest to you, it also says something about the Dragons, the fact that they were cooked so often. Like the, if your winger can outpace a guy who's got a grade two to three embassy that just happened, I don't know who are you outpacing. Wait, I, I, it's just it's just shows where both clubs are at, right? Like the Bulldogs players are willing to play on torn ligaments in their knee and the Dragons players can't outrun them. It just shows a lack of effort because I think pound for pound TNA probably is a faster player. It just There's just no effort or, or intent there and you know, it's a great source of frustration for a fan like myself. That's it. Well, look, mate, I've actually got more people in the naughty corner this week. I'm only going to really hit the highlights because there's so many, but we don't want to waste too much time. Uh, interesting ones that we want to look at here. Look, Josh Reynolds picked up uh, two first defences in the same game. Well done to him. The guys who we really got to look at, I'm really interested in the guys who are suspended or who are, uh, who are on third offences. So Lindsay Collins, third offence for dangerous contact. So he, if he does a grade two, we're talking about three to five weeks. So grade Whoa. three, where it's huge. Exactly. So Lindsay Gross. Collins, exactly. Like grade one, he'll still get fines, but it's three grand every time. But grade grade two, it's just, it's huge. Uh, so depending on the offence. Uh, Brent Naden is also will be on third and subsequent offence for his high hit. And to be honest with you, I can understand like, it's only because uh, Hosking stood up so quickly that he didn't leave for the match. Uh, Toff Sipley, again, second offence. He will accept three matches as well. So if you got on him last week, unfortunately not great. Hamoli Olukwatu is now up to his third offence with a grade one crusher tackle. So that is also of interest to us. Everyone else got for... Oh, Jeremiah Nanai as well. Third and subsequent offence for an early guilty plea. He got four matches. So... You can sort of see what happens there for his hip drop. Uh, and that was, I don't want to call it a classic hip drop, but it was it was pretty clear cut compared to some of the other ones that we've seen. And Cohen S as well, third and subsequent. So I guess, guys, if you own any of those players, you just got to be aware that the judiciary-like system will start really punishing you. Be warned. Uh, oh, and Scotty Drinkwater. He's an interesting one. Uh, second offense, uh for him, so everything after this will be third and subsequent. So let's just hope that he doesn't hit anyone high. And with that in mind, Mitch, take us to the first game of Magic Round, which is uh, we've got to wait all the way to Friday. So what's happening? Bulldogs versus Raiders. So it's almost as good a start as we had last year, Stu, with the Bulldogs in Newcastle. <laughs> let, let, <laughs> this one will be slightly better because at least the teams are in slightly better form than those two were last year. But what's what's happening with the Bulldogs? Mate, Jacob Carraz returns a week ahead of schedule. Uh, I don't love that given his type of injury. Replacing Braden Burns, who was out with an MCL injury. Meanwhile, Maxi King is also back in the team. That's a huge inclusion after being sidelined with a rib injury. Frank Capelle comes back into the 17 after he suffered a fractured arm in round five, while young gun Carl Olapo has been named on the bench. So, Stu, this Bulldogs team starting to come back to be a little bit healthier with uh, Luke Thompson not far away. For the Raiders, we've got Xavier Savage returning on the wing with Albert Hopawati dropping out of the team. Boom forward Ata Mariota has been welcomed back into the 17, replacing Corey Hadawina-Naira, who has been shifted on the bench. So no, one of your off, off the bench, bro. He's all the oh, way he's 22. In the shadow realm. Your favorite player, mate. Oh, Not mate. Good. Nah, look, uh, you know, at, at least he didn't go to the school visit, but, you know, the fact that he's oh. out. He, 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 he was the starting 13 a few weeks ago. And now he is out of uh, he's, he's out Ricky's of the twenty one house. Yeah, not not great. Look, mate, I might kick us off here because I have got a couple of of interest. Davida Pengai Junior is the first one. So 
15 points in 47 minutes. Now, he really found his way into Cameron Cerildo's bad books after blowing two tries and conceding another off the back of one of those. He looked good on the touches he didn't stuff up. Uh, and I'm a lot less concerned about his calf than I was two weeks ago. But the big issue, mate, is his character and suspension and the fact that he has these boneheaded moments in him. The other thing I'd say is, and it's becoming more and more apparent, that this dog's team is rounding into a better uh, sort of state of health as far as their pack goes. Do you have much concern for his ability to punch out those 50 to 60 point games moving forward? Because uh, I think I think they're certainly within him and he has looked good and, and better than last year. I, I just don't know if I can go on the TPJ train and yeah. I think I'm going to stick oh, look, to what I said last week. Six, 16, so he had 20 points worth of negatives, right? So That's with that in still mind, only 35 points. Yeah, it is, which is a little bit more of a concern there. Uh, I would say that the cheaper he gets, the more risk that you can tolerate with him, right? 600K is a lot to risk on a guy, right? Who's who's very much been more bust. We, if he's, however, he's at 554, he gets under 500. You can, it's a totally different risk matrix, right? Especially as your team value builds up, right? Yep. So if he's, if he is an option to start week to week for you, take the risk, right? If he's your starting prop, right, every week, then it's a risk that you can't take. So for him, it's very much wait and see. I probably want for him to drop some more cash and then we can reassess, right, Mitch? Yep. No, that's fine. Uh, Corey Horsburgh, mate. So you called this one last week as an interesting player and he's cracked out 77. Uh, so another big week for the man from Canberra. Score bolstered by five offloads to hand and 190 run meters. So, Stu, his tackling has actually been very, very consistent, irrespective of minutes over the course of the season. The big thing the last fortnight has been that increase in run meters and the offloads to hand. Seems to be this year's Joey Tarpany. That'd be sort of the comparison I'd make. And he's getting big minutes, which Joey never got. I really feel like he's trying to play his way into origin. And what I like is it's all off the back of hard running in good play so i don't see why he actually can't sustain both the offloads and the run meters if he continues to run hard like that i can't see a reason his minutes are going to change because i think he's been huge for the raiders he's is an he interesting might? pickup 623k right i know he's people have jacked prospect. a bell and penciled in like a number of people you know once you put out two good scores in a while would you have him against over jack de bellin who's playing prop this week no, because I think there's going to be more movements than George, and Jack DeBellin looks really good. Jack DeBellin's a better player, but I think Horsburgh probably has better stability at this point. Fair enough, because I know there's a few people... Why, could, why, why couldn't you have both? That's true. I certainly wouldn't be sailing Jack DeBellin right now. That's a panic. No, 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 not selling. I'm just saying if, if you have the cash to buy one or the other this week, right? Which I'd buy both. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Or, or the, only, the only thing I would say, mate, is Horsburgh is now creeping into origin contention, which is probably the reason I won't touch him. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it will be interesting. He really is. He, he's like one more week like last week, and I think he's properly in the mix. Mm, that's it, especially if uh, Ruben Cotter stinks it up a few more times. Uh, yep. Though, you know, with uh, with their other players playing well, I, I don't know, we'll see. The other guy... So I don't have a hard bio rating on him, but I, I do think he's worth a look. Fair enough. Okay, so let's, let's talk about a, a couple of the other guys. So... Uh, let's talk about Alamotti real quickly for us guys. 24, he has definitely made his cash. Time to drop off. Uh, there's a few good buys out this week. Buller uh, and a few other guys. Buller is only at 290k, so you can drop out. 
save a hundred grand, get a guy who's going to punch out slightly more consistent scores. He is playing for the Tigers, but you know Paul Almodi unfortunately has lost both threats outside of him. So I I don't know about you, Mitch, but I think he was really benefiting early on from being the lesser threat. Out of if you got Kikau, Alamotti, and Josh Adokai, you're not worried about marking Alamotti as hard, right? Yep. So he was getting you know half marked sort of thing. That's it. Now we we got what Corey Waddell and the ghost of Braden Burns's you know MCL ligament. So yep. really, you're you're playing against a whole different edge there. So he's a lot easier to mark. With that in mind, the other guy that we got to look at is uh, Carl Olapu. So 26, which is a very impressive score on debut for a guy who started off the bench. With that in mind, uh, he's at 239k. His break-even is decent this week, 13. Uh, he played 47 minutes. This will probably go up a little bit each week. I think they're trying to ease him in. With that in mind, Mitch, if you had to sort of as a real long-term cash down, would you mind getting in, Carl? I think they're going to continue to play him. But I don't think now's the time to pull the trigger. So yeah. I think you'd go Buller at this point. I mean, if you don't have Bull, if you already have Buller, then yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, a, that's a, fine. As like, I, I think he's probably the safest of like the absolute cheap guys left on the board, right? He's only gained yep. 16 green. Just make sure you're not playing him. The other guy we got to talk about, uh, Jerry Tarpanay, guys, uh, 47. Now, he only played 50 minutes, so 0.96 ppm is nothing to sneeze at, but it's just it's not that level of keeper that we were hoping for here. Now, look, I held him. I'm probably still going to continue holding him because he's still going to average a 51. I'm just kind of getting a little bit frustrated with the high break-even this week. Uh, I can see why people are selling. I can see why they're selling to guys like Horsburgh, who seem to have more minutes in there because his last... Three starts have been 47, 36, and 47. His minutes have been consistent. Uh, his tackles, it's a slight reduction in tackles. Uh, a sl- increase in missed tackles. He didn't miss any tackles uh, for three games in a row, and then he's missed a whole bunch in a row. His offloads are down. It's just a it's a combination of things. So uh, his run meters were up last week, but it was hampered by the fact that he... He didn't get as many attacking stats, no offloads or offloads to hand. So with that in mind, guys, I can see why you want to sell Jerry Tarpanay. If you're going to do it, you've got to do it to a guy who's going to play a similar role across that origin period. So I'm thinking you'd need to sell the Horsburgh uh, or Hopgood or you wait a couple of rounds to sell to Tohu. I'm going to hold, but I can see why people are ready to sell right, Mitch. Yeah, I, I totally understand it, but... Uh... Not playing through that origin period is he his 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 balls are getting close to sort of balancing out. Like how much value does he really have to drop if he's banking fifty points a game, which is kind of that area he is. Unless you're going to flip across to Horsborough, which I wouldn't hate. That's actually a good trade. Uh, and and I think if you're a Tarpany owner, that's probably the move. Yeah, I don't see maybe you sell Tarpany to, to Harris. That's not a terrible one either. But again, you know you need to wait for Harris's break even to sort of balance out. So. Yeah, for mine, um, unless you're going to cash out to Tarpany, uh, Tarpany, Horsburgh, I, I think uh, he's still probably a hold. At an average of 50, he's only got 20, uh, 35 green left to drop. That's what I mean. Like, he's almost hit the floor anyway. So, I, I either go to Horsburgh or now you're holding through Origin because it can't get that much worse. That's it. That's why I'm holding because uh, I want to hold Payne Haas and any way I can do it is if I've got good props around him. Yeah, that's it. So, I think, I think at this point, selling's a bit silly unless you can go to 
someone like Horsborough or Harris who might make a bit of cash, but Harris is two weeks away. Harris is definitely two weeks away. Harris Harris for me at Minimum. This, this side, yeah, you want to see two games. He's got to break even eighty two, bro. Right? Yeah. Like he might he, even have three then. Uh, well, the fifth three is round 12. 10, 11, 12. Oh, okay. So well, I mean, the buy, the buy, he'll come off that a bit more healthy. So that's if you're willing to go to the casino, then that's not the worst thing ever. So, well, if he scores 50, next couple of games, he'll be down to 629K, right? So 630,000 for Tohu over the origin. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a risk there. Um, the other guys we've got to talk about, uh, look, Nick had these guys, but look, he left great notes here, But and I did take a look through myself. Uh, RFM, Mariner. He's career 36 uh, fantasy points in 49 minutes at a 0.73 ppm at lock. So it doesn't bode that well in the opinion because he got a 59 versus the Dragons, which is why I asked Nick to have a look. So the only thing going for Mariner at the moment, he's priced at 29. So to be a boom pick, he's got to get 60 minutes. He's likely to get DPP, right? It's basically Nick's not super hot for it, which makes sense. And uh, the fact that Josh, uh, I'm more thinking to myself, right? If you're going to pick someone up, if you wanted to cash down someone to cash up somewhere else, right? He's very likely to move back to an edge, right? Take over from Corey Waddell or someone at some point. Once, uh, what's his name, comes back from his ankle injury. Thompson. Once Thompson comes back from his ankle injury, yeah. right? If he does, he'd be a pickup, wouldn't he? Because we know on an edge... He's actually really worth it. Yeah, I think that's just how they're dealing with their prop rotation at the moment. The dogs aren't 100% healthy. As I said, they're getting that way. But I think, as you said, you need Thompson to come back into that rotation. Don't you? That's it. So, look, uh, I'm, I'm chucking a star at him for this week, but I am watching him because if he has another good game, he could be worth a pick-up if he's learned how to play lock. It could just be that they did well against the Dragons. Uh, Avarillo, 66. So, he can score 11 or 66. He's not your solution in the centres. Uh, Burton. Now, Burton is scored a 43. It's basically just hold if you've got him and just wait if you don't. So if I was buying people this week, I look, I'd hold Brown, but I uh, sorry, uh, Burton. But if I was buying, I'd probably buy a very similarly priced Dylan Brown. So Burton, I'm just having a look here. Burton, 670K. Brown is 66K. So I'd probably buy Dylan Brown just due to the strength of schedule over the next few weeks. And the fact that he plays 13. Uh, Young. So Hudson Young, career 50.7 edge in 54 games. He's priced at 47. Uh, he's a bod and a, he is a pod. He works well with the buyers. The issue is, is that at his price point, he's competing with Sean Lane. Out of those two, which one would you pick, Mitch? Sean Lane. Easy. Problem solved. So would I. Uh, so guys, if you're looking at Hudson Young, go have a look at Sean Lane as well. Uh, Sean Lane, you've probably got a week on with a break even a 60. He's not going to blow you out of the water if you don't have him. Uh, but he's back to playing the 80. The only thing about last week was is that the Knights were trounced so badly, he just didn't really get much of a game in. Ran for 160. Moses was drinking all the milkshake, right? And Guthrie. Yeah, they, they, they just didn't need him. The backs were doing it all. That's it, exactly. They were just getting... They were cooking ponga. <laughs> And then shifting back to the other side if they didn't cook him. Uh, other guys, Preston, 33. So 626K, he's made 350 grand from most people who bought, or at least 300 grand for you know those who got on a little bit later. Doesn't play 13. So you can either sell him for a cut-priced option, you can sell him for Sean Lane. You can even go back and buy Hopgood if you want. 
if you've got a bit of cash in the bank. Mitch, you looking to sell Preston? Um, I really want to bank my trades. and No, the short answer is not yet, but I tell you what, if I could I could sell Preston for Lane, which is bloody tempting, but I have current issues at the moment. Uh, yeah, well, if you, if you shift current, but uh, Lane, it's, it's a pretty easy swap. It is pretty good. And uh, Lane, Lane is a proper upgrade. Like we saw with Sean Lane last year, what he was capable of, and I really do believe in this Eels team this year. Oh gosh, I, I like the trade. I do. I was hoping not to trade this week, but I do think. And Nick was talking about this off the pod that Preston and Hosking, who we'll talk about later, have both kind of cashed out. Yeah. Sean Lane's on the other side of that, so we know that Sean Lane can be you know seven fifty eight hundred k player. So that's, that's not it. a bad trade at it, all. Exactly. Cause, and we've we got to talk about edges this week because most people sold their edges, right? They've got out of Katoa. They've got out of like all these other guys, Preston and Hosking looking to cash up. So, yep, Sean Lane is definitely a pick for me as someone who is more one of those cut rate guys. He's, he's got a real discount to him, right? Probably yep. 100K discount as we stand. I wouldn't buy Sean Lane 750 because I think he was at full freight. But six, 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 uh, 667. Good value. Uh, with that in mind, the other guy that we're going to look at, uh, no, I think that's it. I think Preston, I'm just having a look through this squad if there's yep. anyone else of super interest. Uh, Reed Money put out another decent score, but we can't trust Reed Money this nah. year, right, Mitch? No, nah, cracking like, on, man. That's cracking it. Uh, and none of the other outside backs are worth talking about. Oh, we've got to talk about Xavier Savage. A few people look to bring him in this week. He's not playing fullback, guys, so I reckon they'll probably, Ricky will play him there for a few more rounds. All right. It sounds like he was really knocked around by that broken jaw, Mitch. Because uh, he, he, he went to go play a couple of games to get his confidence back in New South Wales Cup. Like, and he asked to play on the wing uh, one game. Mate, if you had a broken jaw like that, you'd be a little gun-shy too, I think. No, I, think I, just, I probably am. I'm just Certainly yeah. from like a, a re-injury standpoint, it is what it is. But it's a little traumatic that we had one at Rugby on Saturday. It's not nice. <laughs> a Gross. lot of blood, a lot of pain, not good. So, you know. And he probably lost, I'm guessing, a bit of size, not being able to eat solid food. Yeah, actually, really good point. Yes, he would have. I, I wouldn't have thought that, but yes, definitely. So I'm guessing, like, you know, he put on extra weight in the off season to play fullback, oh. bend back that line. He's probably lost some of that. Oh, he probably lost all of it, to be completely honest. That's a really, really, really good point. So we might see him on the wing for another four or six weeks, but it's hard to say. Confidence is such a tricky one. I don't really want to predict that. But from a jaw point of view, he's all good to go. He's all good to go. Just needs to get on the Burger King. All right, have you got this one going? I got it tight, dogs by two. Excellent. I got the Canberra by 10 just due to the fact that the injury toll is starting to mount. Uh, I know they've got some guys back, but, you know, Braden Burns, as dumb as it sounds, I know he couldn't start, but geez, he's a decent player, right? And they've lost him too. So they're just just right near scraping the barrel for some of these guys, man. Not not to harp on it too much, though, but the dogs two seasons ago did not have this type of depth. Like, as a... As someone who who watches them regularly, you know it's good to see they're they're heading in a good direction. They're, Bill Gould is really sorting out that depth uh, chart, and that's sort of the difference between the, the good teams and the not so good teams. So I, I said it to you on before the pod, Stu. I think twenty twenty four should be their year. That's it. Yeah, we're hoping so. Well, you know, if Steve Crichton there, they're not going to lose to Souths. Anyway, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. let, let's look at the second game. So I'll take us through this one. We got the Seagulls versus the Broncos. So what's happening at Manly? Tommy Turbo's back. Uh, meanwhile, Tolo Kula and Brad Parker both returned from their knee injuries in the centres. So Brad Parker's one must have been like a grade one MCL or something, Mitch, because he yep. was on the out for must, a round. Yep, that's must have been at the absolute lower end of it. But I would say they probably rushed him in just a little bit faster than normal. We saw that with Torhu. 
Um, well, that's you good. Can, you can sometimes get your pants pulled down with that. Yeah, I got you. Well, look, Christian Terlopolotto, who I think was injured anyway, has been pushed all the way to the 21st. And Morgan Harper has been pushed out of the... He's gone. Excellent, which is good. They were looking to sell him to Parramatta, so that makes sense. Toff Sipley's got a three-game ban. has been replaced by Aaron Woods. That's the definition of a downgrade. Ben Travojevic also makes a return uh, from his hamstring injury, I think. So he's back. On the other side for the Broncos, Ezra Man, Payne Haas are back. Kenan Palacia goes to the bench. Jock Madden's out of the 17. Kobe Hetherington is named in the reserves because he failed to finish training. So not good for him. With that in mind, uh, I'll start us off real quick. KO Weeks, 23. <laughs> Ugly. With that in mind, and the fact that he has he's just been pushed around the squad, guys, he's just a sell. Go and buy someone else. He's all the way at 19 this week. Unless Tommy Turbo's leg falls off, uh, Weeks is not a buy. We know that when he plays on the bench, he's a single-digit scorer. The other guy we've got to talk about, Payne Haas. So if you held him, congratulations, because you know, you've know got a couple more good games. I'm planning to hold on to him all year, unless his leg falls off. Uh, I might take a couple of these. So Nick has got Stags as a void for the rest of the year, because there's so many good options at the moment. So go sell Stags and get Bird, Luba, Elu, or Manu. Uh, yep. That's pretty obvious there. Uh, Carrigan, 56, so with no Haas, which is a solid score. Do you reckon he's going to back that up this week, Mitch? Uh, did he have increased minutes due against the... I, I don't think he had too many increased minutes. I think he just probably had increased effort. So I'm just having a look here. Pat Carrigan last week. Uh, 2023. Yeah, you played a full 80 last week. I think it'll be low 50s, but... but- but they you know, were pumps last week, so his negatives will weigh up. Like he had four missed tackles. He's a keeper forward. He's a keeper forward. He has been all year. He will be for the rest of the year. That's You're not going to lose him, Pat Carrigan. Yeah, that's it. Just just hold him, and yeah, it'll be worth somewhere between what seven hundred and eight hundred. Yeah, right? he'll be worth about what he was at the start of the year. But he's a solid performer, and he's pretty pretty uh, good at avoiding injuries. So I like it. That's it. I just hope they don't cook him over Origin because no, last year like played like the eighty. He was pretty they, cool. They will, they will cook him over Origin. That's why I don't have him right now. Yeah, that's it. Uh, the next guy that we've got to talk about is Taniela Paseca. So, uh, in, in his career is 0.89 ppm, and he's, this year's upgrade to 0.92 ppm. He's played 53 minutes, priced at 40, so he's not much value here unless he gets 60 minutes. So it's not happening, so avoid, don't take the outlier game as the career average. But, mate, speaking of people who, you know, look at the career average, Reese Walsh, she seems to return to his career average, mate. Oh, look, we spoke about this, and it was something that I backed off on when he had those good scores, and I should have stuck to my guns. And we talked about it briefly last week. I would think that he'd have a better week against Manly, and we spoke about this many, many times. He's very reliant on those tacking stats. So, if you aren't an owner, let the price drop and try to pick him up when that draw softens for Brisbane. So, Stu, I don't know when that is next to the guru of the NRL <laughs> I've, got, I've got the draw, bro. So they got oh, Seagulls this week. Then they got the Storm, the Panthers. Yep. Yep, then go they on. got the Warriors, who are a tough defensive squad yep. this year. Keep going. Uh, Sharks. Oh, God. <laughs> and then they got the Knights round 15, and then he's got the Okay, bike. so we're looking to get him round 15. <laughs> Actually, no, it'll probably be round 16 because he's breaking. Oh, it's, it's, it's 16 is the, the bye. So if you're oh, okay. looking to pick up, and then two games later, he's got the bye around 19. So we're really looking to pick up like round 20 sometime. Yeah, so you know what? He's borderline sell territory there because those teams are notorious for shutting down uh, explosive players. Anyway, 
you know, you ride the good and you ride the bad with Reese Walsh, but uh, I think there might be a couple of interesting fullbacks that you could cash out to, like maybe you move across to uh, someone like uh, Latrell Mitchell, but unfortunately he's playing Origin too, so that, that is a tricky one. The other one I've quickly got is Adam Reynolds, 51 points. Nothing new to say here, guys. He's a start at the Broncos. Injury concerns from Eastview are at an all-time low with that forward pack and dinner suit role he's playing. Like, he could not be better protected in that squad. And I've said it a few times, probably after Cleary, uh, Nico Hines, and Mitchell Moses, he's probably the number four half in the game, and he's an interesting little point of difference. Uh, for this game, mate, I've got the Broncos by 20. Uh, I've got 18, mate. Yeah, I I think, yeah. unfortunately, the Seagulls, they're, they're flattered by being six on the table. And so yeah. I reckon it's going to be a blowout at Magic Round on the Friday night. Uh, go to the Caxton. Uh, yep. With that in mind, uh, Saturday, we've got the uh, the coaches' battle here. So we've got uh, Andrew Webster, so return to face his old club, Warriors versus the Panthers. So... Bit of an interesting one. So with the Warriors, uh, Tohu Harris is back at 13. Uh, Charles Nickel Clockstead returns at fullback from concussion. Josh Curran's moved to the branch with Freddie Lussick dropping out of 17, which means is that they now have full confidence in Wade Egan to play the 80, because I'm looking at this bench here. Bailey Searing can play a little bit of hook up, and that's about it. Uh, still no sign of Barnett after that neck injury. Neck injury. So you think in bulging disc damage? Uh, yeah, I said it at the time it was either a burn or a bulging disc, and I said if it was a bulging <laughs> disc, we could we might not see him for a long time, and that sort of that, that's what happened exactly to Chance, what it was. wasn't it? Yeah, it's gross. It's probably the sort of thing at this point we're thinking surgery, like that's taking quite a long time. I mean, if it's a bad discal injury, mate, that can be six to nine months for resolution, and sometimes you can play it as we saw with Payne Haas last year, and sometimes it requires surgery. I just don't have enough information to tell you guys any of that, but I can tell you now, Barnett's tough. Like it mustn't be very good. That's it. And they're, they're playing short, very short at the moment. So you, if, Like if you'd think was, if they could play him, they'd play him. Right? That's, that's it. So uh, looking on the other side here, James Fisher-Harris returns. The big news in place of Matt Eisenhuth. Spencer Lenny has also been named reserved after he's ruled out in a late scratching due to calf complaint. So with this one, guys, a bit of an interesting one. So... Uh, Cleary, no goal kicking yet. Uh, still a hold. 65 from no goal kicking is a decent score. Uh, Zach Hosking, 49. 51 tackles is super nice. So really, work it out, guys. If he's a keeper, hold him. Because 51 tackles is nice on that ugly, ugly night in, uh, you know, out there. He, he's, he he's, a, he's an 80-minute edge on the best team in the NRL. I think he's a keeper. That's it. And he's, well, and if, but if he's a cash cow for you, sell him. The issue is now's the time. How many guys? It's like the only guys you really want to sell to are what Lane. Fafita, who could play Origin, probably no, no, will. You're not selling to Fafita. It's Lane, or that's about it, isn't it? Hope good, maybe. Yeah, playing thirteen with Matter. That, that's middle. like I think that's like for like really. That's it. So I, I'm trying to. I'm thinking about trading at Preston Hope good this week and calling it a day. Yeah. Uh, excellent. With that in mind, uh, Adam Fanua Blake. So. Here's an interesting one. Career at 0.88 ppm. In 2023, it's 1.03 ppm. So he's played huge minutes of 70 to 75 minutes at the last couple of weeks, which is why he's pumping out these big scores. But he's a 50-minute guy, and he's priced at 51, according to Nick. And that smells right on the money for me. Right, Mitch? Yep, I think that's spot on. Yeah, they've been short the last few weeks with major injuries where they've had to play in big minutes. 
and he can do it just like the next guy I'm going to talk about, which is Fisher Harris. These are the type of guys who, when asked to, they will play big minutes to high quality, but teams want to look after them so that they play quality minutes every week. Right, Mitch? Yeah, that's exactly right. So, look, Fisher Harris is a guy that I'm briefly going to mention simply due to the fact that he is one of the few Panthers who has no rep duties this year. And unlike most of the other guys in the squad, he's one of those guys who's got gears to go through. So when it comes to origin time, he just absolutely, uh, you know, for when the other guys get rests, he goes big. So I'm just having a look here last year, right? So last year, you know, round 18 versus the Tigers, where they lost that, you know, they lost that game. Or when it was like a very tight game versus the Tigers there, 70 minutes, 74 points, right? Yeah. Round 13 origin, uh, where they played the Bulldogs, uh, 65 minutes, 68 points, right? You know, round 11, it, it's just one of those guys where when asked to step up, right, when guys are out, he just punches out big points. So with this year, with the number of origins and a number of guys out, I expect Fisher-Harris in a couple of weeks once his break-even settles. He's got a current break-even of 67. In a couple of weeks, I'm expecting him to be possibly like around 14, certainly worth looking at. Uh, the other guy that we want to talk about, Mitch, Joshy Karam, what are we thinking? Mate, we're thinking not good. I was just having a quick peek at uh, what his numbers look like when he's not playing. So, Moment. Yeah, it's not great because Torhu's been named to start, I believe, hasn't he? Yep. Yeah. So at this point, guys, he's probably a sell. Now, the frustrating thing is we just don't know how many minutes Torhu is going to get, and I would wager it's not going to be a full game, but you cannot chance that that's going to be the case. And really, Curran's points are when he has those high minutes. And as I said last week, I expected them to give him proper time to come back from that MCL injury, and I'm really quite surprised they haven't. And and the bottom line is he will probably hurt his knee again, but Josh Curran, when he's uh, playing the the reduced role stew off the bench. He's had 19 points against... Oh, sorry. Uh, three points against the Knights when he played 19 minutes. 27 points against the Sharks when he played 18. Uh, 37 against the Roosters when he played 57. And 16 against the Storm when he played 25. He's just a straight-up seller. You know, I, I have to get rid of him because I cannot take that risk. But, you know, yeah. if you're really feeling bold, you could, could hold him one more week because I do think who will play reduced minutes and could well get injured, but I can't tell you when that's going to happen. No, and and what you could do is you could hold him till 3pm just in case Torhu's pulled because you know that Curran is the replacement in that squad. Yep. So you just wait till could the 2pm. Yeah, I could do that because I could just trade him to... Here, who yep, plays that's on the Sunday. Yep, that's what you do. Just wait. Which is a straight swap, by the way. Set an alarm on your watch, right, for 2pm and go oh, for Oh, do there. you know what? I'm working then. That's gross. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, or at least the 24-hour update, maybe the day before. Yeah, hopefully we'll find out. Uh, okay, so the other one I'll quickly talk about, Sean Johnson. Nothing new here, guys. This is about the point score that uh, Nick had him at the start of the year. I think he's priced out. He's certainly not a buy at this stage. The other one we had to quickly talk about with Torhu Harris. I think he'll have reduced minutes. Wait at least a fortnight and the buy before picking him up. His break-even's mm. too high. We want him to play himself into fitness. I need to be convinced that he's over this. What we're looking for is that lateral running and him bending back the line uh, before we buy him. So they're things to watch for when you're That's, looking at getting Torhu. Yeah, it's interesting. It's you, you can really see it is where he takes that last final step into the line. When yep. he's not right, he goes over backwards. 
right? Yep. Onto his back. And when and he's when he... good, he bends the back. That's exactly right. That's it. No, that's exactly what I'm looking for, that, mate. That, yeah, and you have to look for it because that shit matters. Yeah. Oh, it's because he's like played what we five saw with Peng. It's like what we saw with Pengai last year. He was falling backwards or actually he was falling over, just, you know, collapsing into it. And then off the ball, the other thing you want to look for is what is he doing? Is he limping like Tommy Turbo was at Magic Round or is he sort of up and about getting ready for that next hit up? And if you can see those things, it really gives you a good indication of where they're actually at. Yeah, no, it's definitely interesting there because the um, he is their play five guy, him and Chance. Between them, they pretty much take almost all the play five hit ups if they're fit. And they're the guys who then get a try and get a quick play the ball. So they land between the markers, get to the feet. That are very much that Isaiah Dylan Edwards run. Webster obviously really loves that or designed it. However, he's worked it out. He's got these guys playing the exact role, which gives SJ plenty of time to kick. So if yep. you notice SJ scores really improve from these two guys are playing as well. Because he's got more time to uh, be accurate and less pressure. The Speaking of chance... Guys, he is still a hold if you have him. So, look, I held him last week because I really didn't have anyone to sell to. Uh, I'm glad he did. Still only 37 break even. Has that great schedule for us. You know, he has a buy coming up in round 12, but after that he plays 13, 14, doesn't have another buy for a little while. So, for me, Chance is a hold and you just park him. He's, and especially with the fact that you can buy Jaden Campbell this week, play him as a fourth wing fullback. Happy days, right? Yep, and I'm probably looking to possibly shift him round 15 into that round 16 buy. Uh, the other guy that we're looking at, Jackson Ford, 45, continues to slowly grind up that money, doesn't he, Mitch? So Yeah, he continues to find a way to make cash. He's just a hold at this point, right, until he's cashed out. He probably has another 50 to 100K to go. We know that he can have those 50-point games, and I think... What's killed him at the moment of late is obviously the torrential rain game. We didn't see as many runs from Jackson. And then the week before, he was terrorized by Nelson Asafa Solomona. So I do think he, he generally speaking, has that low 50-point average. And currently, he's priced at 490K. Is that right? Uh, 539. So uh, he's he can go up to mid-600s. At least right? he had minus tw- he's had minus 20 in the merits the last two weeks. Yeah. I so, think he's just hold and just be patient with him. That's it. We can see those 60s again, like the one he got against the Bulldogs. If you look at that game, he had two points of demerits, right? If you look at the games where he scored below that in the games where they've been competitive, right? He's he's really, he's either had mass negatives or they've been pumped. So uh, with that in mind, look, I've got the Panthers to win this one by 10. I was going to have it uh more but i i seriously i think that's at least having chance back there will add a bit more continuity to the team what about you mitch uh mate i've got the panthers by 18 i think they're going to bounce back after that loss i uh, yeah especially if it's a dry game which i i hear that magic ground is supposed to be very dry uh so that would have been good last year <laughs> i would have been uh it wasn't too bad unless you weren't getting soaked right oh i got pretty wet <laughs> anyway uh let's have a look uh at the next one mate uh, sharks versus dolphins. What happened happening with the sharks? Fins up. So boom. Prop Royce Hunt has been named in the starting pack after Braden Hamuele was ruled out with an MCL injury. As expected, Cam McInnes has shifted back to the utility role with Dalfinukan having served his ban for a hip drop tackle. For the dolphins, they have made uh, mass changes for Magic Round. Anthony Milford is making a return off the bench. So for those who bought Cody Nicarima, that's a bit of a shiver down the spine. Mm. Meanwhile, Tessie New takes Robert Jennings' spot in the 17. Brenko Lee has also been named despite suffering a hamstring injury in round nine. 
with Valance Tewer, the likely man to replace him in the centres should he earn his NRL debut. Uh, meanwhile, Raystone has been ruled out due to a concussion with Mason Tag slotting into the bench. So, first one, Nico Hines, 95. He's a keeper, but likely post-origin. Surely in must-pick territory after his most recent performance. Oh, like, that's... that was supreme. And, he... and Luai looks awful. He really does. I get it, mate. And that's it. It's one of those ones you've got to take a gamble at this point, right? If you have, if you picked him up a couple of rounds ago, you're just laughing, right? Because you make money, you'll score a ton of points. If you pick him up this week, you've got rounds 10, 11, and 12. So you've got three rounds, right? He can't really go that much further up. He can because we've seen Cleary do it, but only so far, right? So really, we're talking about here is that you want him to hold his value and you enjoy the points. And obviously, if he doesn't play Origin, he's absolute must pick round 14. But if he does play Origin, you just, you're hurting because he's unlikely to back up round 14 yep. because he is going to get slapped. And they got a really good, Brandon Trindle looks good playing running around that team. So, yeah, issues there. Uh, mate, what are we thinking about Cody Nicarima? I know you mentioned him just then. What are we well, thinking? Well, we're thinking he's probably a sell because they're looking like they're playing Milford back into his normal 80-minute role after that hamstring injury. He is coming back a little earlier. I would have thought Nicarima, with how he's uh, going about running this team around, that they just let Katoa play into it. But they must have confidence that Katoa can do that job and they want that spark from Milford out wide. So it's a major concern. I would wager this week Nicarima will play the full 80 minutes and Milford will kind of come in as that utility around the 50-minute mark. But I do think next week you might be looking to sell. That's it. And my concern is either a late switch, right? Because Nick Arima can play that that 14 role, right? Whereas Milford, I'm not sure he's got the skill set, which is where... No. Yeah. Depends how you use him at 14, though, because if you're using him as a bit of a spark, you just park him out, you know... At that 5-8 roll and let Katoa and Nicarima play left and right. That's true. So it, it, it could it could be like that for sure. I'm just thinking that at some point they might push. Yeah, Nicarima looks to move back to the utility role because at least he's got that experience there. can play a bit of dummy half. Uh, the other thing, guy that we're going to look at, Teague Wilton. So he scored a 67. I was watching the game. We said buy and hold. And look, as Nick said, put it in the nail at cabinet. He's priced at 45. He's averaging 50 this year, so there is time. So T. Wilson, I'm saying, is in that sort of that slightly tier below, but still in close to a keeper tier edge because he's play, he's getting great ball. And I don't know whether you watch like watching that game, but I was watching that game a couple of times. So I'm like, Nico is just absolutely playing both sides. He's, he's it's not like last year he was playing mostly right and Moylan was sort of running left. No, in, he's running the entire team around. That's it. He's playing both sides wherever he chooses to be. And in this case, Walton was the recipient of that for the try. So hold there. Uh, and he's possibly still a buy if you were going to exit from someone like Preston, right? Uh, yep. I still think he's in buy territory at the moment. That's it. So, uh, you know, their, their schedule is nice, if nothing else. He's still is 650K, so he's almost a straight swap. Averaging 50.1, only 3.9% ownership. So it's pod, it's pod levels too, bro. It's gross. Anyway, uh, Cam McInnes is a straight sell as Finucane's back along with Graham. We did say this at the time. If you did buy him, that's great for you, but, you know, you, you now have to sell. He's just not going to get the minutes there. Lemuel, 93, so massive performance. 
almost past the point of bringing him in. But if you want a safe center of origin period, he could be it. So with Jackie Bird, he's getting mucked around a little bit during Manu's schedule. Isn't necessarily the best. Lemuelu is only 573k, Mitch. You could always bring him in back in. No, I don't think so. I think I that's where he got hurt between us last week. I'll be honest with you, mate. The only difference between you and I. Yeah, was... I, I went to Manu. Uh, no, I, I'm going to push back a little bit on this just because I don't think the Dolphins are going to be able to have this staying power week to week. And Lemuelu was suffering when they were struggling against those better teams. And that draw has to be stiffening up for the Dolphins. So I'm going to push back. In fact, I'm actually going to look up their draw. Uh, Sharks, then a bye. And yep. that's Storm, but uh, Dragons, Warrior, Seagulls. Bye yeah, round okay. 16. But then it's Eels, uh, Broncos, uh, Origin yep. Broncos, Titans, Post-Origin Panthers. By Bulldogs, Knights, Roosters, Tigers, Cowboys, Warriors. I mean, generally speaking, that's a pretty soft run, but they do have some of those harder teams. And when the Dolphins were struggling, his scores were more in the mid-30s to low-40s, which is what I had him at. I think you're better off going with Jack Bird, although you're paying absolute top dollar at the moment for him. You certainly are. And he's he's break-even centering a little bit, but I do agree. Uh, I do say that for the price difference, though, if if you are exiting one of these guys... You could always exit Preston and fix up your centers if you don't have both Jack Bird and Joey Manu and you don't have the cash for it. Uh, then you could probably just turn around and pick up Joey Manu still this week because uh, it looks like he's safe. The other guy we really got to talk about, Hammer, I've got him as a hold. Uh, I'm not worried about the cash unless you aren't keeping him. And then who the hell are you buying? Because I don't know. I'm an owner. I don't even know who to sell to. I guess you could sell to Campbell this week. But you know that Campbell's only in the spot until AJ Brimson comes back. Right, Mitch? Exactly so, right, but who knows where that when that'll be and how long it will be for. So, yeah, but the coach the coach may bring him back early because he's he's playing for his position. You know, well, this Justin is my Hol- point. Justin Holbrook, Adam O'Brien, and Hook. Right. Well, Hook's probably gone. They just haven't told, found a replacement yet. Right. So they're he's holding gone, him man. on for that period. They just can't be asked to find a caretaker coach. Oh, I think anyone. Do you know what the days of sacking a coach mid-season? You rarely see it at say the NFL, the Major League Baseball in America. I think you've said it. What team has ever done better when you sacked a coach mid-season? Exactly. It's just uh, you know. It makes sense to wait to the end of the season. The only thing they worry about is them, the good guy signing somewhere else. Right. That's why I think some clubs do it because they want to be first in the market, but. From what I see here, Justin Holbrook is has to be on the chopping block, right? Has this great team. They're all good players, and he just he can't get consistent wins. Uh, anyway, so look, I've got him, Jeremy Marshall King. So uh, he's he's doing real great, but he's got a buy in round eleven, but he could be around twelve by Mitch. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was absolutely a buy prior to that, and I still think he's an interesting point of different player, a point of difference player. Rather, he's looked good the whole year. Yeah, he really has. Like, he's just out of that real spark around the ruck there. He's averaging 52.4. So, he hasn't really changed his price that much this year. He had a little bit of a disappointing 39 versus the Titans. That game was weird, right? Like, it was just absolutely all attack at both ends. So, really, he's he's been able to push out some decent numbers. Uh, outside of that, who have you got winning this one? Yeah, I've got the Sharks by a big number there. The sports bet yeah. by the look of this numbers too does too. So Sharks I'm thinking, by 16, mate. Yeah, that's it. Look, I, I think that the Dolphins will be happy for 16. Uh, the only way that they don't win by a lot is if something happens to Nico. Yep. Awesome. All right, mate. Next game, this is probably the marquee game of the weekend, the Storm versus the Rabbitohs. 
So Melbourne have remained largely unchanged from their Anzac Day clash against the Warriors. At least Katoa suffered an ugly head knock but has been named to uh, play. Tom Eisenhuth also returns on the bench after he was sidelined with a hip injury. For the Rabbitohs, Liam Knight makes an NRL return after he played New South Wales Cup last week. Knight has been sidelined since July last year after he tore his ACL in a cannonball tackle. That's a huge Take- return because he got he was like that was a nasty injury, Mitch. That was like he's it was gross. And ACL, and he's MCL, them up PCL, too, right? like a whole like, lot. Exactly right. And he's on. But the and the Rabbitohs have been good without him, so. Uh, Big, big deal for them and uh, their ability to move forward. And I suspect someone like Damian Cook will probably be the beneficiary of that. Uh, I got a couple of easy ones here. Latrell Mitchell, 64, said it last week, guys. He looks un- unimpeded with that knee injury, but he's a pickup post-origin. With the Bunnies looking in the goods and Latrell kicking, he will likely end up the best scorer in the winger fullback position this year. But I don't think you can grab him now. 800k, uh, it's tough. If you picked him up in the low sixes, you laugh. Yeah, that's where Emma got him, so she 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 she'd be laughing. Uh, at least Katoa, if you held, what do you do with the buy uh, coming up? Uh, likely a sell, right? Doesn't play around thirteen. He's got a huge break even. If you didn't sell last week, right? Though you you've obviously thought about it, and you must have a reason because I'm I'm trying to think why you would, you know, after the HO nineteen. He's got a break even of 65 this week. He's got a tough couple of games coming up. You uh, walk, yeah, and you kind of... Rabbitohs, Broncos, and Dolphins who are stiff in the middle, right? Yeah. Dolphins are very stiff in the middle. They've basically got the old Melbourne firm up there. So with that in mind, yeah, you, you've got to have some sort of long-term plan with them. So Ellie, I probably look to shift. Um, you know, you made your money. Enjoy. What are we thinking about uh, Campbell Graham? Mate, Nick's got uh, here for Campbell Graham. I don't think you can get him now, seeing as he's probably locked up the Origin 1 right centre spot, which I would agree with. He scored 11 tries this year, and compared to the 13 he scored in 2021 and 22 combined, uh, he's on a tear. He's on a team that can now play both left and right, but Origin, it's too close. Can't get him right now, but I, I think he might end up you know, in the top two or three for the center position for 2023. If you can bring him in in the post-origin period, assuming he does play, yeah. I certainly wouldn't hate it. As I said, the Bunnies and the Eels are looking like the top two contenders this year. It's I know a- the Eels are only won four games, but they looked good last week. They did. Look, I think it'll be shootout between him and Steve Crichton for that one. Uh, so it'll certainly be interesting. I think that if Nico plays... I, I think you've got to take Campbell the defender Green. though, right? You gotta, you gotta take that strong defender. Oh, you do, but uh, I do you know what I reckon they might end up doing, which will be really interesting. Which is, you play Steve Crichton on the wing, Campbell at center at the moment. You leave Suwali yeah. out of it because Suwali just hasn't picked up that next level this year, right? Yeah, I and don't hate that. He won the grand final on that edge, and yep. you know that he'll he'll uh, give anyone a hard time. So that that's how I think I'd solve that particular conundrum. Just play Steve Crichton out out on the wing because you know he can either wing doesn't matter. And uh, on the other edge, you play uh, Toto and Latrell. Call it a day. Oh, awesome. That sounds good to me. Yep. Uh, with that in mind, the other guy, like, I don't know, Jacob Host. You know, have any interest in you, Mitch? Jacob Host? No. No. Uh, look, guys, interesting one, because I know that my mum's on the train as well. Uh, Trent Liero. So 26 break even, another five points in value. So 
we got him pegged around the average of mid 40, so 46 or so. He's priced at 41. So he's not a buy, but he's definitely a hold. Uh, a couple more good 50s, right? And he'll punch up like to that stage where you're really making cash. I'm kind of sad I got off a few weeks ago, but I, I, I was able to, uh, to buy Jackie Bird with that money, so I'm not too sad. Uh, other guy we've got to talk about, uh, Cookie. So I've got to chuck a star on Damien Cook because, look, he's pretty set for origin, but he's no guarantee. Uh, and he's certainly likely to back up right Mish if he, if he and Appier are sharing duties, right? I would think so. So I've got him as a chuck a star. He's dropped a chunk of change because of that 39 and a couple of poor games in a row. We got a guy start off the year nine hundred and forty green. He's currently seven seventy six. He's got a very high break even, but you know that he can do it. Uh, a score of seventy five against the Storm this year, sixty four against the Seagulls. So you know that he can punch out some good numbers. Uh, what are we thinking? The reason for these numbers being down is though, mate. Like I said it last week, I want to see a reason why we want to get on him. On him, obviously, he's a proven performer on the on the Rabbitohs, but. Do you see any obvious reason why those numbers uh, might be a little bit lower through those other games? Uh, in this particular, A, they were pumping the uh, Broncos, right? I mean, so, but generally so, when they pump teams, he's right at the front of that. That's true. But in this in this case, they're going around the edges. They, they were really pushing there, especially when Herbie went off. So he was down on tackles, so 37 tackles. He did have a un- very uncharacteristic six missed tackles, right? And an error. And... That still it, only puts him at about fifty points, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just not seeing. Uh yes. Where so so, so last from. right, he would have been at 50, 55 points, though. It, it's just that combination there, and sort of no, no line break assists or anything like that. Like you know, none of those sort of incidents yeah, where he gets at a dummy half or tackle what I mean, what, what I'm implying is, I wonder if the bunnies through the course of the year have just changed their attack oh. like they seem to be going more left and right as opposed to up the middle which is why both i think cam murray and damien cook are down on points right like last year they were just premier fantasy players and we've both been a little bit burned by murray obviously the last couple of weeks and yes. i'm just i'm just looking at these stats and where he had the big weeks like the 75 against storm was really buoyed by those two turnover tackles and four tackle bust and a try assist and then up against the Sharks, he had the five tackle bust and the big run meters. So when you take those out, like without those major attacking stats, he hasn't done much. And it's been very, very, very stable at 50, which is absolutely fine. And, you know, once he drops to his floor, he probably is worth a look because he will have the occasional 75-point game. But I'm just thinking that there might be something a little bit different with the Bunnies attack and he's not the beneficiary of that. Unless I saw that change, I'd probably stay on Reese Robson or Harry Grant, right? Yeah, uh, look, you, you probably stand them. It's more due to the fact that his price will come down enough that you could pick him up as well as. That's yeah, where, yeah. that's where you really like where you really start to look at Damien Cook, right? If he drops down a little bit more, you know that he's got the capacity in him. It's when you pick him up as that as that option there. And as I said, if he's not playing full Origin games, right? If he's got that split role, that's where we could have that real interest for you because you know that um, like you know if he's if he's only getting three off the bench, he'll be good to go. So, anyway, so it's just a wait and see for me at the moment. Uh, same for Harry Grant. If you hold him, just chuck a star up. You can hold him through Origin. You just can't hold him, Cleary, Nico, and Payne Haas, right? So just uh, prioritize and execute who you want there. We know that uh, Grant will likely play four games across the period. He'll probably pick up 50 minutes over yep. the Origin games. So 
between 40 and 50 minutes there. So give him a go. Uh, the other guy that we really got to talk about is Totola. So 35 he got last week off the bench. He was a late change to the bench. The reason why we got to talk about him is because he's 200 grand, well, 175 grand down on his starting value this year. So at the moment, he is really primed for taking 453k for what is essentially the premier prop in a team. Someone who people thought were going to take that next leap to a 700k play this year, but he's had two HIAs and a knee injury. So with that in mind, like those three false starts have just seen him plummet in price. And so I'm thinking that really next week is the bye week. So he's got a tough week against the Storm. He'll probably play decently. And then he's got the Tigers. So he should be in for a better week. So I'm thinking that Totola could be one of those guys where you actually, he just be, he plays all the way through right to round 16. I reckon he'd be really good looking in anyone's side. What about you, Mitch? Yeah. I mean, I can see why the why the cash would be there for Totola because he has had that up and down period uh, with injury. It makes sense that there's a bit of cash there, right? That's it. So, look, I'm just having a look sort of in previous seasons here, right? So, just just so I'm talking like sense to the people out there. So, if you look at him last year, he was very consistent in sort of that high 40s to low 60 minute games. Uh you know that he's got a high game in him, so like in 2022. So even without tries, like he can work into the 60s. A lot of games are there in the 40s and 50s. And his, his price range is sort of, there's a reason why I started this year at 600. So for me, it'd certainly be someone that I would have some interest in. Uh, and relatively healthy most of the time as well. So he's not he's not normally getting banged up too much, right, Mitch? No, no, he's typically pretty good. He's just had a bad trot. That's it. So with that in mind, I've got some interest there. Uh, other guy we really got to talk about, I didn't write him down, but I should have, Cam Murray. So 45 this week, he's got a break even of 80. If you're going to sell him round 13, Mitch, would you sell him this week and just try and minimize your losses? What would you do? I'm really trying to conserve my trades, but I, I reckon, and I think we said this last week, I reckon if you have the trades, it now is not a terrible time. I'll throw the question back at you, to you. With Jack DeBellin being named a prop, who would be an obvious swapping uh, point, who do you swap him to? Yeah, that's it, exactly. That's that's where I'm where stuck at. Maddo's named on the bench. Whoa. So, yep. and we know that last year he was decent off the bench, but he did have up and down games after that initial real burst from him. Payne yep. Haas, you know, is going to play Origin. Tarpanese on a slide. Uh, you could go Horsburgh, like if you just want to really trade down and make some cash, right? But like as far as keeper middles, you know, Yo's in the exact same boat. Like I'm, ha- I'm, I'm running down the list here, right, mate? Hopgood, uh, Carrigan's playing Origin. Like really, like Mo Fonoaka, he's really a chance of playing Origin. I really want to wait till round thirteen and trade him straight to Tofu, right? Yeah, that's probably what I'll do, just because I, I just want to conserve the trades. But yeah. the other reason is, as I, which is why I threw it straight back at you. I can't see an obvious option to trade to, right? No, that's it. I'm I'm just having a and, look. and he's a fantasy stud. Like, you know, I was just critical of how the bunnies were attacking and the fact they were going to the edges. Don't forget, Camaro was put in the bin for that forty five. He was. So and he did look decent. And the way that I'm seeing it, he's got a last average of around close to seventy versus the storm for the last three games. So yeah, I I think I'm holding. But a few people have been using him. The only guy I'd say, if you were really good, wanted Nico, you could trade him up. No, you wouldn't. 
Because Nico could get picked for Origin. It's too risky. Yeah, I know. I get it. But I'm saying that you could enjoy some, you know, 70-plus point games in between now and then. That's all. Uh, look, with this one, I have... I'm not really sure. I Golden point for me. What about you, Mitch? I need to buy 10. They have a really good track record against this Melbourne team. They do. All right. Should be a good game to watch. Let's get to the Sunday games. Uh, I'll take us through this one. So, Tigers... Uh, Force change with Brent Nade announced for three games. So Tommy Talao is back. So if you've held him all this time, what are you doing? Uh, Asik is also coming off the bench. <laughs> uh, the other guy is Anthony Griffin has finally wielded the big axe. He's dropped Zach Lomax all the way out of the 22. Gone. Shadow Realm. That's it. Not even dropped a New South Wales Cup, just dropped. Now, he's one of those guys, and I was watching this the other day, because I was wondering what's so different about his kicking, because, you know, he's not kicking the ball as high. Yep. When he t- apparently he's changed his goal, um, his goal kicking tee off the high tee this year. Yep. And his, his accuracy is just plummeted as well. So he probably cost them a couple of games, but, you know. He's cost I'm- us three games, mate. Three. Raiders, Roosters, and that last one. Yeah. But as, as far as it goes as well, and I, I really want to put up to this as well, is that this is dumb, right? Like the coach is the coach, right? He's got to set the responsibility for that too. Yep. So, because I don't know who's kicking in this squad. Um, oh, Tyrell Sloan. Tyrell Sloan's kicking goals. Uh, is he? I would have thought Jack Bird would. It could be Jack Bird. I'd say Tyrell Jack- Sloan. You reckon? Skill set method. Look at I'd him. say hold Tyrell Sloan or buy Jack Bird, but given the Dragons aren't going to score that many tries, it's not that big a deal, is it? That, oh, it's against the West Tigers. Who knows? Uh, anyway, but look, Max Fine is joined, got Lomax's center spot. Michaela Ravalawa returns onto wing. Jacob Little has also been demoted all the way to the reserves, so it's Moses and my all game by the look of, uh, and Jaden Sullivan is in the fourteen. Jaden Oh Sil- no, that they'll, they'll, they'll um or do you know what they might do? They might put uh go with me on this one, they might put Hunt to nine and uh put Sullivan at seven. They could. I reckon Sullivan he did play a fair bit of like hooker last season when they didn't own Jacob Little. And they yeah, you're right. Ben Hunt, Ben Hunt hates or Crony's looks bum buddy, so that's not going to happen. Oh, that's <laughs> no comment. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Michael Myers demoted demote off the bench, as is Ben Murdoch. Marcella Jack Bird is at 13. So the big news Jack Bird 13, Jack DeBellin 8. Oh, come on. I know. So I'm really cross, right? So Jack DeBellin, so Nick's here, he's got that, they nailed it, right? Which is a boom. He did nail it. And then he's moved to prop, and I'm looking at DeBellin at prop, and the issue is it's minutes. It's not great. It's just the minutes go down, and so do his points because he's a tackling machine. We're looking high 40s, low 50s, which we're not losing cash on that, but he is one of the best or- He's one of the best fantasy players in the NRL when he's playing 80 minutes at lock. He showed that in 2018, and he was back back looking like he was going to do that again. So he, was, he, was playing, he was playing really well this year. Like When I was watching him, I was just watching how much he was moving across that field, right? And he's looking really good. So I'm looking last year, so just 2022. So let me pick the 2022 season because that's really where we've been looking at him. 55 minutes for 47 points. So point nine. Do you think there's any chance they could uh, rotate him from prop to lock? Probably not with Burns and Sewer playing it uh, in the second row and Bird at lock. The issue is where would you you put Bird? Now, he will probably spell Bird at lock for some point because if you're looking at this bench... uh, we have Sullivan, we've got Moller, who's a prop, we've got Ben Miller, who's, I don't even know what he is, and Josh Well, Kerr. I think all, 
really, right? Molo, Murdoch, Masilla, and Kerr. They're all props. So I'm just trying to work out what he's going to do. So I, I reckon I reckon you could like, play some the reason, 13 the to spell bird. That that's it. That's I think that's I'm just, play sixty. Just wondering if he gets like yeah, I'm thinking he's got a sixty to sixty five minute role, which you know, I think we're looking at mid fifties point wise. Uh, yeah. but those that would be probably the absolute maximum. I'm hoping it's only for a couple pie. of weeks, right? Like I'm hoping for it's a couple of weeks until I, I was saying this before you, Francis Moller gets back. Then they can Is play. he back next week or the week after? Uh, I think he was suspended so yeah, it's probably back next week. Next week. Yeah. Let, let me go check the website on that real quick. Can you talk me through, while I'm doing that, can you talk me through Buller? Is he still a buy? Yes, he is. He looks the goods. He's a massive buy rating on him because the Tigers won and I can't see why he'd lose his spot after they did win. He was strong at the back against one of the best kickers in the league in, you know, monsoonal weather in Bathurst. I, I like it. 290K, I reckon it's still 100K of value. Excellent. Look, uh, I do too. There's at least 100k there. Buller looks good. There's nothing wrong with him. Uh, he's just had his buy, so we're good to round 13. Uh, and you can probably trade him up at that point or just hold on to him. Just leave him alone. Uh, yep. How about Jackie Bird, mate? We're a bit disappointed with that 40. Hold. You reckon? Just hold him. Well, you bought him at freaking premium like I have. You'd have to hold him, wouldn't you? You don't want to make those snap trades. Look. He's he, he had an off week. He's produced scores against good teams. What more can I say? The Dragons were just really, really, really bad and they didn't attack much down that edge he was on. So I, I think don't panic at this point. And with him playing lock this week, I'd imagine his points will be a little bit higher, to be completely honest with you. He'll have more junk tackles, junk tackle busts in the middle. He's going to have more tackles. Uh, you got to hold him. Gotcha. I can't see why not. Who are you going to go at? Who are you, who are you cashing out to? Yeah, it's a great question. No, you, you just hold him, just leave him alone. So I, d- I just wanted, just in case people like worried about him, it's like these happen, right? Yeah, things okay. happen. Jack Bird and Jack DeBellin are the only players on the Dragons worth having. Excellent. Okay, so uh, having a look at this one, uh, Francis Molo, uh, so his ban is his additional ban. He was already suspended, right? So he was suspended till round 10, sorry, round 9. So he was going to come back this round but he got an additional two rounds for the domestic house incident. So home incident. So in that case, he will be back suspended rounds t- rounds 10 and rounds 11 will be available round 12. So Gross. at least two games of Jack DeBellin. I, th- I think you can hold Jack DeBellin through oh, those yeah. two weeks. Just hold him. He looks Leave good. He looks awesome. Don't, don't, don't overthink that one. He's probably the best player on that team at the moment, followed by uh, Jack Bird. And Ben Hunt. Uh, Ben Hunt's playing awful, but yes, sure, why not? Oh, he's doing all right for fantasy, anyway. Yeah, not much better than last year, someone who owned him. Uh, yeah, no, I get you. Very up and down. Uh, look, uh, Lomax. So the answer is Lomax is cut, so he's got to go. Uh, yeah, just I don't think we can buy Lomax this year, right, Mitch? Until Hook We talk goes. about the eye test often. He looks crap. Mm. Yeah, he looked better last week. I was interested, but the fact that he got hooked, right? By Hook. I, 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 I'm not buying him until they get a new coach. I tend to think he and Hook, as well as a number of other players on that team, which I'm not going to name, do not get along with him or like him. And I wonder if there's been a bit of a, uh altercation or argument there. And that's more of a hooking, haha, because of that, as opposed to bad play. Because honestly, if you're going to hook him for bad play, you would have done it two weeks ago. You make a good point. He actually had the best game of his year 
uh, of this year. He, he, uh, he looked. Ha- he was dogs. running really hard. Yes, so, he was missing some kicking, but like I, other teams, just they just shift who's kicking the goal. They don't drop them. Sure. No, no, no. There's something's going on there, and I've said that before that there's a bit of a division in the locker room, mm. and it's where, and I really don't like the idea of it. It's stupid. It's where you could see uh, Anthony Griffin pulled just because the entire team just gives out, and you know at that point Ben Hunt wants to walk. Well, so be it. Well, that's it. You just rebuild proper rebuild time. Well, we, they they're rebuilding anyway. That's true. Look, let's move on to guy Isaiah Papali, 38, so 59 minutes in bad conditions. I'm waiting for the return to form, but I'm hoping it's after his round 13 buy so we can buy with confidence. So stop the podcast, whatever you're doing right now, and go chuck a star on Isaiah Papali because he's a roll goal keeper in the edge position. Um, and What's we, his break even at now, Stu? Uh, it's big, man. Uh, so he's down uh, about 100 grand, uh, break even at 80. He could do it I in one game. I think this Tigers team is going to figure it out too. And when they do, his points are going to follow. That's it. And look, he can punch out big games. So, like, okay, so start off with a 60, a 50. Uh, missed a game uh, against the Bulldogs. 78, 60, 55. And, the last, and then he missed a game round seven for the bye. 44 against the Seagulls, 38 against the Panthers. But both have been in pretty not great, like treacherous conditions, I guess you put that one. Right? Yep. So, sure. with that in mind, uh, I'm just enjoying the price drop. I'm monitoring it. So, I reckon we, I'll just essentially, we'll just have essentially price watch on properly and a few other guys because we really want to jump on him. And the answer is, is that, look, you, you most want him after round 17, but you can't just pick him after round 13. Right? Yes, you've got to live with one buy, but who cares? Right? Um, the other guy is Stefano Udo Kamano. He's a hard sell. He's losing minutes to Clemmer and Twal. Twal got a 59 this week. I would not buy him, though, because, again, these middles, they're just, they're like what we thought the Bulldogs were going to be. Like, you got Clemmer, you got Twal, you got Udo Ekamanu. you got all these guys wanting big minutes, plus you've got these two big edges in Bateman and Pablo I'm just not sure there's enough minutes there, Mitch. No, I, I agree. And sooner oh. or later, we're going to have that same thing with the Bulldogs when they get healthy, yeah, that's, which will happen. That's it. Joe Offengawie, uh is back in that side, too. So he's also dropping cash like a stone. I'm seeing less of a role for him, though. So I'm not sure where Joe O, where the train stops for him. But, uh, and same with Bateman. Like, Bateman's Chuck a star because we know that he's quality, right, Mitch? Like, yep. once he gets it together. But uh, I feel like I actually, I feel really bad, unfortunately, uh, for Joe Offengawi because I feel like he was the man last season, right? Like, he just absolutely plays his guts out. And I feel like he's just... He's just a little bit washed this year. I don't know. Like, you know, had those niggles coming in, and I've, I just feel like he just he's just not pushing out the same that he used to. Yep, yep. He's just struggling. That's it. So stay off him. I'm lucky that I accidentally got Clemmer instead of him in the draft. With that in mind, uh, look, I've got the Tigers winning this one. I've got the Tigers winning this one by minimum by four. So I think it would be a close game. What about you, Mitch? Tigers by 14. Well, that's a tough one. All right, let's get to the Sunday middle game. Uh, Roosters versus Cowboys. Mitch, take us away. Despite heading to hospital with a neck complaint uh, after his side clash with the Warriors, Brandon Smith has been named to start. Hutchison moves to the centres. Good luck with that. Uh, after sidelining uh, Momorowski, or rather after Momorowski was sidelined with that shoulder injury. Former Bronco, Jake Turpin, will come off the bench after he was ruled out with a back injury in round nine. So hopefully that's not going to affect Brandon Smith's minutes too much. And veteran prop, Jared Warrior Hargraves is back for the Roosters. Boo. 
Oh, Jeremiah Nanai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeremiah Nanai to miss the next four games through suspension. The Cowboys get a timely boost with Helen Lukey returning. Despite leaving the game early in last week's loss to the Sharks, Chad Townsend has been named to start. But could be a late withdrawal as Ben Hampton is on standby. 19-year-old Kalikafu Binukafui has been named to make his debut. That wasn't me, mate. That's an official write-up. That's gross. Taking Tom Chester's spot, who suffered an ACL injury against the Sharks. So- that was a nasty ACL, bro. Like, when he was walking off, right, I thought that he must have been knocked cold because he was his head was lolling side to side. So he, he, was, he was like gunshot. Like, you know, yep. gut shot in that game with the ACL because I, I saw them walking him off, like, in real time. And it was just, like, we saw him on the big screen just for a second, right? Held up by two trains, just cooked. Bad. Yeah. So, I feel sorry. Bad bad for Tom Chester. Uh, mate, start us off. The Butcher Brothers. Huge, mate. First brothers to ever make 100 tackles for whatever useless stat that is. So, in the same game. Uh, look, Nat Butcher, 82. We know that he's a quality player. Egan Butcher, 66. Look, I like these guys. I like them a lot. I'm not sure how long that they will hold out uh, Satili Tupania and Angus Crichton for. I'll be honest with you. These guys are returning to form. I think as long as these two play well, they'll they'll give them plenty of time. But I feel like there's a limit there. I'm not sure that Nat Butcher can play 80 on an edge forever. What about you, Mitch? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I just feel like this Rooster side, they're just chock full of guys who they just don't quite know what to do with yet. So... I once, think they're going to work it out, particularly once Angus Crichton plays the eighty. That's it, and I think I think they're they're sort of using him in that middle rotation because you know he's got the smarts to do it, to like play inside and outside, play a little bit of lock when Radley goes to cover um, Brandon Smith. So I think that is the final form of this team, if that yep. makes sense. Which is Radley plays twenty minutes worth of hooker, gives Laz cheese to do cheese things, and you have someone else play that thirteen role. But yeah, I do feel like that uh, Angus Crichton is most deadly on an edge, right? He's easily the best player of the three of them. That's it. So I'd just say enjoy the ride, but be ready to hop off any day now because you don't know when they'll start to lose minutes. Lodge, oh, I think it's coming in the next week or two. That's it. Look, Matty Lodge, 40 and 35 minutes. He will see his minutes increase as he come back from that fractured cheekbone. So as he slowly builds in, I expect him to pick up. He's dropped in points to that 400k mark. I would pick up to Toller before I pick up Matt Lodge. So I, I just had a bit of interest in him because of how well that he was doing early in the game. But uh, yeah, look, I would. I've got to Toller even though it's about 50 grand more as above him. Any disagreement? I don't buy flogs. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you have no anyway. <laughs> I was about to name like seven players in Toller. Reese Robson. So. Both you and me only, Mitch, but I've got him as like one of those guys you just keep the faith with. Uh, he got a 51, but he's one of two useful players in that flipping Cowboys team. Yep. Oh, he's a keep up for the season at this point, unless I can find a way to get Grant post-origin. That's it. Well, Grant post-origins is, is the issue there, but like until then, leave him alone. Yep. And Ruben Cotter, guys, we've got to say sorry on this one, cause, but I'm not sure that how much is our fault, really. He's targeted early when he came on, so they're 14-0 down. He was targeted early, got smashed, like just trounced. Every time they tried to hit up the ball, they really took it to him. And he's one of those Energizer Bunny guys, but he, when his batteries go down, he's just a small dude in the middle of the field, right? So Yeah, and he only played those 35 minutes, so I'm presuming he went off stew with an injury, or is he uh, just hooked? Uh, in, in, in possibly like injury like or just hammered, because like, they were absolutely smashing them up and down the middle. 
So it was it was very interesting how badly they were done there. So same with uh, Granville, right? He got that 27. I know a few of the guys were on to him with the low break even. Uh, same deal again here, guys. Uh, the team is sucking currently, and I would be a big avoid on all of these middles. Ruben Cotter, the only thing about him is the way that he's playing, I would have uh, quite a few players above him in the origin list. So if they go that way, right, where they play Paddy Carrigan, and they, they absolutely flog him, and then they, they could play a guy like Tom Gilbert in that sort of role, who can play a bit of middle, mid of edge, or, you know, a bit of lock, I'd have I'd have those guys, and I even have Hopgood ahead of Cotter currently. So he could be a pickup in a few games because he will drop coin. Mitch, James Tedesco, he's... We're entering peak cheap team James Tedesco territory. Why shouldn't we pick him up? Because Origin's coming up, and I don't think he's going to have big points in him. He's at 573k, so I think he is getting to the floor here, although maybe might creep into 550. I just get nervous because he is the Origin captain. He's going to go full tilt during that period. The thing that you could help to sway in me is that there aren't too many good options at that price point right now, Stu. So, mm. you know, maybe with the exception of uh, the Hammer, who's been struggling the last fortnight, James Tedesco is a proven 750, 800k player. I just I just still think it's a little bit too early. Is his error over? Do you reckon he's just, he's just taking that step back? You know, the, the knees... No, I think the Roosters up? haven't quite figured it out in attack. Look, the answer is, and I think I said this last season, is that we should expect each successive year to be a year down. But I still think he's a 700k minimum fullback. It's just the Roosters haven't figured out um, how to get it going. And they, they have had a lot of problems in their front row, Stu. Like Lodge has been out. Collins has been out. They just got... They Well, Rhea Hargraves. But Victor Radley's been in and out with suspension. Angus Crichton's been out. Satili Chupanua's been out. Do you know what I mean? Like, they haven't had that space up the middle... And until they get that and they get rolling, and we saw with their defense last week that that's probably starting to happen, I don't think Tedesco can sort of do it off his own back. But, you know, it is coming, and that's why I'm going to wait to the post-origin period because it's round 10 this week. I just don't know if there's enough time, and I do know that he's going to have reduced minutes likely or maybe even not play in those post-origin games. That's it. Yeah, you just play money there at the moment. you you got the international golden boot, essentially. Sitting around there, you just play him. Or you play Suwali. Yeah. Leave, leave Manu at... Uh... I just think while it is the floor, um, the floor's likely to not change over the next month or two. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure we've seen Peak Teddy yet, right? Like, we just we just I, haven't. I reckon we'll probably see him in the last two months because the Roosters usually hit their stride in that period. Mm, weird. Uh, how about Suwali, mate? Yeah, look, he's kicking goals, which is nice, but he still looks lost at centre, mate. I think, you know... Again, until the Roosters start hitting their stride, 45, I'm not that interested at this point. Uh, when he starts to pass the eye test, maybe I'll be, you know, starting to come on board with it. Bohm's 26. Uh, look, the question is, do you sell now to Bird or Manu or wait till Origin? Holmes is a certified keeper. He's the victim of poor performances on this Cowboys side. I don't sell keepers. I don't own him, but we don't sell keepers. No. And he's, he's the only um, goal-kicking center available. Yeah, so, well, now that Lomax is gone. That's it. So, look, I, I probably just... The only guy I'd sell to at the moment, if you were selling, is Jerry Manu. That's that's it. And that's yep. with the caveat is because you know that at least Manu will, will play throughout that origin period. Uh, Bird is an extra 120 grand, like, on top of Holmes's price. 
and it has that boom or bust, exact same boom or bust that uh, Holmes can have. So, and it's being mucked around with, whereas you know that Manu, he, he looks like he's he's been prepped up for that next role. Uh, speaking of Manu, uh, 64 with seven tackle breaks. Mitch, like, is this is this just what we're going to expect from him now? Like, just tooling around the park, doing Jerry Manu things? Yep. The more he touches the ball, the more fantasy points he'll have. He's still <laughs> a buy, mate. Big buy. Yes, it. You can kind of half tell that Phil Gould wants him, right? Like he was just saying, oh, look, Joey Manu just doing Joey Manu thing. He's, he just says he's a weird fella. Because uh, I think he said that after where he tried to run the ball on the last play where they wanted to kick the field goal the week before, right, yep. against the Dragons. And he sort of ran both ways and everyone's held back and then he just threw it back to Kiri to slot it from 15 metres out, right? And everyone held back because like, oh, shit, what's Joey going to do? This is it, right? He's one of the most talented players in the league and, you know, how many months have I been saying that they should have him at 5-8 and they finally done it? The more he, as I said, the more he touches the ball, the more things that are going to happen. And let's hope that uh, playing next to Jerry Suwali, the uh, the fitness regime has also passed on, right? Because he's, he's looking f- big. Like, I yeah. don't know if you've seen him in that thing. He's henched out across those lats too. Yeah, he's not known for his work ethic in the weights room, but hopefully uh, Suwali, who is known for his work ethic, that sort of thing's rubbing off. That's it. I think he's grazing him. Give me a hard time. Uh, Luke Keary, 35. Just a weather issue, or is he still a buy in your book, Mitch? I think he's a buy. Uh, again, I think the forward pack is sorting itself out. Keary is drinking all the milkshake, and it was diabolical. It was actually diabolical. I will probably roll the dice on Keary, given he's playing that dinner suit role. I know the concussion thing's been a big thing where I wouldn't want to touch him, but now that he's not playing that running half role, the risk is as good as it's ever going to get. Yeah. And he's got big forwards next to him defending. So he, he, he's, he's got lots of kick meters to go from when he's not kicking into a, you know, typhoon. So, yeah, I, I think he's worth a look. And yeah. the Roos, look, he's priced currently in the mid 40s, isn't he? And I think he'll be looking at, you know, low 50s most weeks. Yeah, that's it. I think the thing that Nick came to was just very quickly was he's priced very much around the SJ role. So he's priced pretty much exactly at 40. Uh, so he's got a little bit more money, 38 he's currently priced at. That I yeah, I, 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 and I reckon he's probably got 13 to 14 points in him. There you go. Uh, look, I've got some interest too. I'm not sure whether I want him, want him, but I've got some interest. There is risk, but I think that the risk is as good as it's ever been. A bit like... Uh, who are we talking about before? Who we said that it'll come to me. Uh, the only the only thing that that makes any that of somewhat interest to me is if I could sell like if I did sell Murray down to a guy like Hopgood, right? He gives me the money to push a guy like Katoa up to Kiri. So anyway, I'll I'll be thinking about it. Uh, the uh, drink water forty one. So I I might ask you a quick question about this. So I I was watching that game sort of down the, down at the thing. Uh, very nice seats. Thank you, Dean, for those. Got me into the to the corporate box over there. Uh, the, even the sausage rolls are better, Mitch. <laughs> no, what would you call them? Fancy sausage rolls. But uh, Scotty Drinkwater was doing a lot of the field place kicking, and he got forty one aside. They got absolutely trounced. Mitch, could you see a reason why you wouldn't want Scotty Drinkwater this week? Yeah, the Cowboys are playing trash. Oh, they are, but he still pulled out a 41 and a side that got absolutely pumped by close to 50. Right? Yeah, Isn't that and that a was look? a... Oh, he's just so up and down. Um, 
No, you'd go to Desco first and roll the dice at Origin. Similar price point. So Desco's on a better team and he's a better player. Yeah, he is. Uh, I was just singing that roll there, like I'm just I'm just pointing out now. So last week he got uh, 241 kick meters as well as 174 meters gained. So decent base there. Is there a reason he's having those kick meters and is that something that's going to continue moving forward? Uh, look, well, he's, he's had a number of them this year. He picked up some of Chad's kick meters uh, when Chad Tansen went off. But he's had... He's had sort of games through like 120, 55, 140, and then 241 last week. So he picked up some there, but I'd, I just figured that he's doing better. As long as he doesn't spill the ball directly into the opposition's lap to score a try. Anyway, so you know, I'm hoping he's back, but we'll, we'll have to wait to see the Cowboys, right? But he was acting like that playmaker. Chad took a back seat, and he was yep. acting like the um, like the number seven near the line, putting in the short kicks as well. So I guess that that's why I've got some interest with him. But you're right, you could roll with Teddy this week, hey? Oh, I just I just don't have a big buy rating on uh, Drinkwater. I think yeah. there's a lot of risk around that. There certainly is. Uh, all right, with that in mind, I've got the Roosters winning this one. I got the winning quite handily. I reckon that the Cowboys will stiffen up somewhat, but I reckon the Roosters will win by 14. What about you, Mitch? Yeah, I was going to say 16, so we're around the same level. I, I don't think the Roosters will blow them up like the Sharks did, but they're going to be too good. That's it. Uh, don't play Thursday night at Shark Park. Uh, last game, and what a game to send everyone home with. We have the Titans versus the Eels. Uh, I guess they're hoping that some people leave early. What's I was just ha- thinking that. What's happening, Mitch? Uh, mate, so we've got, uh, after suffering a hamstring injury, which will sideline him for about a month, but God knows, given the last thing, uh, AJ Brimson is out with live wire Jaden Campbell to replace him at fullback. After being admitted from last week's win over the Seagulls, English import Cruz Lemming will come off the bench despite finishing last week's game in a lot of pain. Veteran 5-8, Kieran Foran has been named to start, so he's going to tough it out. Bryce Cartwright has shifted to the bench with recent acquisition and David to take his place in the back row. David was granted an immediate release from the Bulldogs and within a week will start at his new club. In a bit of a surprise, Sean Russell makes his way for the returning Bailey Simpson in the centres. Simpson missed last week's game after suffering a concussion in round eight. Madison is back into the lineup after dealing with a flu, so I'm wondering if he might be a late switch to the starting side, depending on how he's feeling um, closer to game day. So Davey might find his way back to the bench, I think. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. I'm looking at the squad. It's either Davey, and and this is this is probably the first one because I'm not sure. I'm an idiot, mate. So I'm not sure that I put Maddo in anyone's hands because he wasn't playing last week, and so I missed him. Right? I was having a look at this prop rotation. Right? So we have got Wiram McGreg <laughs> and Junior Paulo. Right? But behind them, we've got uh, Brennan Hands, who's obviously just coverage for George Hodgson's slow decline. Uh, and then we've got Makatoa. Uh, so really. You got one f- and Brycey Cartwright, right at fourteen. So with who's really in that utility role almost? So can't you see Maddo playing here? Because like I'm not sure that Andrew David can play prop. No. So wouldn't you see Maddo playing big prop minutes here? Like maybe playing Rumor Greg a little bit less, maybe giving a bit of a breather uh, to Hopgood as well. It's so like sixty well, minutes I, from both of those yeah. two. Yeah, I can't see them doing it any other way. Looking at the bench, you're quite right. Like, they you no figure, choice. at best, at best, right, Makatoa and Rima Greg for one spot between them, from what I can see, like 80 minutes between those two, yeah? Yeah. Uh, so you've got Brycey Cartwright will probably come on, could give uh, Davey a rest, 
at some point because Davey obviously hasn't played much NRL this year. Plus, he'll cover if anyone else goes down because he can play a bit of centre if he needs to. Uh, at that point, you've really got tw- at least 20 minutes of Junior Paulo time where he's got to take off the field. Yeah? Yep. And uh, at least that, plus you probably want to give Jermaine Hopgood a go. So, really, we're talking about here, those two could play 60 minutes each, right? You take yep. so 10 minutes of the other guys. Yeah. I know. That's kind of how it seems to me. So, no, with that, that in mind... fair enough. Uh, should matter owners worry after him being gone last week playing off the bench? What, what are you thinking, Mitch? No, I think he'll find his way to decent minutes again, and he he's still priced reasonably well. I think you're not going to lose any cash on Madison at this point. Yeah, he kind of played that role off the bench last year, didn't he? Where he sort of came off and so sort of just started off the bench and really came on as like an impact player. So I, I reckon he might be some use there. Yep. Uh, the other guy that we've got to got to talk about. Uh, who we really want to talk about on an edge, David Fafita. Look, Nick said it. We've talked about it for multiple weeks. Gets good ball, makes a difference. It's now too late. It's way, way, way too close to Origin. We said that last week. It's still the same thing. He's going to play Origin, man. Well, now with Nanai out for four weeks, yep. like who else would be playing on the edge in Origin one? Yeah, it's honestly have- not worth much more of discussion. Like it's like almost cut and dry, right? Like Kate Well and who? Fafita. Yeah, that's it. So, with that in mind, yeah, it, it'd probably be a tough... I think he was going to get the nod above Nanai anyway. He's the informed second row. That's it. But Or you could play him off the bench because he could play a little bit of middle at a pinch, right? He's got that level of grunt. He so, could, but he's been devastating on the edge. He's that's it. really good. He's gone to another level with the way he's playing his game, and that's something you sort of flagged a couple of weeks ago. I, I wish I had a rolled the dice on him sort of two, three weeks ago when you and Nick uh, brought him up, but... It's too close. It's not worth talking about. That's it. All right. Uh, how about this one, Nathan Brown? What are we thinking? He's six hundred sixty-six k. Yes, Dylan Brown. Look, I think if you're thinking Dylan Brown, get Mitchell Moses. He had a try, two line breaks, hundred ninety run, ninety run meters, and five tackle busts. Um, has averaged two tackle busts a game up until this point, and no other attacking stats. Like last year, he's going to have good weeks and bad weeks, and this is something you said, Stu. And likely at the end of the year, he's going to end up the same. You can't mm. touch him. He he's probably at that seven hundred and fifteen, seven hundred twenty to k. You know, he might have a good run the next three or four weeks and get up to six, seven sixty, seven eighty. Who knows? But you're taking an enormous risk. He is not going to be a week to week performer. Get on one of the big four or five. Like Dylan Brown just sits in that weird void. You're not going to make enough cash to trade up to someone else. Don't chase the dragon. Excellent. All right. Uh so we already talked about Sean Lane before, so which is we're both keen, right? Even with that forty four, yep. it's just because they were trouncing them, right? Yep, agreed. Uh where are we, Greg? Now I know that I've sp- spoke down on his minutes, but he got forty one last week. I reckon he's looking like a decent cashier this week, because he'll probably get sort of that thirty to forty minutes or so. I reckon he's slightly better prospect of the Makatoa. I'm not sure that he'll get forty one, but I think he only needs that thirty roll, like a two hundred and eighty K if you're looking to absolutely cash down because you want to trade up to someone uh greg's okay just know and he's got a decent window in front of him if nothing else because we know that that's a terrible injury to campbell gillard right if that total yeah that's exactly right we've got you know that eight to ten week period is what we were looking at and then he'll still have a couple weeks where he'll yeah won't be at full fitness coming back right exactly right okay uh the so i'll I'll get rid of the easy ones so uh randall is even though got a 53 guys is definitely not worth looking at uh, now that Cruz Lemming is back on the bench. I thought if Randall had a few more weeks as a starter, he might be worth a look, but he's not. 
Simpson with a 45. He's got the best runway as far as the position goes. He's he's one of those guys who, for a long time, has been not fantasy relevant, but is slowly putting together, I guess, uh, a bit of a record here. So if we see one or two more games, he could be a buy. I would not buy this week. Uh, the other guys we've got to talk about, so Tanner Boyd, 56. Uh, hold him, Mitch, right? Like, just keep on enjoying it, yeah? Yep, that's what we said last week. 631K. If he gets close to 700, I'm not even sure whether he's a keeper or whether you just sort of straight outright trade him to like a keeper half or a hooker, right? Like imagine if you've got Tanner Boyd and you're able to trade him at some point to a Mitch Moses or Damien Cook. That's what I'm looking to do, yeah. Because I think sooner or later he'll he'll start to drop back the other way. Just enjoy the ride while you're on it. That's it. So week to week prospect, you'll probably have at least one week's exit grace before he yep. starts plummeting, unless he cops like an HIA zero or something. Oh, that's well, I, anyway, it can happen to anyone, mate, right? But break even a 22, he wouldn't do too badly this week, right? Yep. Uh, Mitchell Moses. Okay, so this is the other one, 103. Mitch, like, is he is he buy? Like, would you just, just hop on Mitch at this point, uh, uh, Mitchell Moses at this point? Again, we talked about the last few weeks. He's been a buy for a few weeks. After that 103, he's less of a buy because obviously he's, Cash has gone right up, but he's been in the third best half all year. And he's only 791. He's only up to, because he had a poor week before, right? He's only up he to looks, 811. He looks really good. Yeah, that's He looks it. really good. I, I wish, I, I wish you know, he wasn't quite as cashed up and Tanner Boyd could catch him a little because I'd bring him in. And we know he's not playing Origin. We know he plays around 13. But he's a super solid player. That's it. I'm slowly trying to work out if I can get to Matty Burton to Mitchell Moses. I was hoping that Mitch Moses... Well, you had a chance at that one point, didn't you? And you, you got... Oh, the- but then, then again, and Matto's missed two games. Like, it was one of those ones where I would have done badly last week and well this week, so who knows? That's true. You're probably actually at about the same if you add the two scores up. It's pretty close. Um, So, especially with that Matto zero. Uh, the other guy we've got to look at here, Hopgood. The reason we've got to look Hopgood, he was back in the middle. He was 86 points. Is he back, Mitch? Was it those couple of games sort of an aberration? They've sort of worked out that, no, he's really good 13, especially with Campbell Gillard out. I think it's because Campbell Gillard's out. But we've got a long period of Campbell Gillard out. We're really talking that Campbell Gillard, out round eight, we're not talking about till round 16, 17, 18, possibly because they got the bye round 18. Round 19 return against oh. the Warriors for Campbell Gillard. Uh, yeah, let me just bring up his stats. So where was he at? One try assist, so tackles were what they were in the earlier part of the season. Obviously, he had a lot more minutes than he'd had when he was having that period of rest. The yeah. big one there, Stu, is the run meters, 172 run meters. He's only had that once this year when he went up against the Storm. And remember that the Eels were terrorizing uh, Newcastle. I don't know if we're having 86 every week. I think probably no. more in that mid-50. I, I don't know. If you've sold him, I don't know if the cash is there to bring him back. There you go. I, yeah. I'd probably oh, go no, it, it's, it's more whether you can hold him just throughout because he's got that oh, DPP. It's an obvious hold. No, no, no I, as in like, you know, if you've got a guy like Hoskins, could you just swap him out? That's all. Or if not I Hoskins. I think it's a like-for-like swap, though. Or tra- again, trade up from a guy like Preston. That's where I'm at. Uh, Yeah, again, like, do you really think the cash is there? Do you think there's another 100, 150K cash? I, I think that he, he'd be a, he'd be a keeper across that origin period. Just the coverage is just phenomenal. So, like, I I reckon that you'll make some cash with this guy. Not cash, but, like, you'll make points, right? Straight points for your outright position of guys like Hopgood. And I'm even thinking, like, a guy, like, in a couple of weeks, 
Toller and James Fisher Harris between them, right? Over that origin period. A little bit of a discount. Guys who step up when other guys aren't there, right? Around yep. 20 or so, swap out. I think I'm just annoyed I sold him more than anything. <laughs> oh, me too. But look, you know, we all traded up, right? Uh, we, we we did, and I think he has dropped a little bit of cash. What's his break-even sitting out at the moment? Pulling it up now, break-even to 36 against the Gold Coast. I really don't want to burn trades, but I, I don't hate it if you bring him back in when there's a bit of a dearth for good second rowers at that price. There 700K, is. he's probably the best. He is. That's it. So I'm thinking there, that there, I'm- there isn't There isn't big value there. Like, if you're looking to keep him, you're keeping him for, you know, at least the next eight to ten weeks while Gillard's out. You, you, you're trying to ride him for almost the entirety oh, of the season. That's it. Exactly right. So for me this week, I know that there's some interest in my part is whether I pull Preston and Burton out and I try and get uh, try and get the two eels. Hopgood I certainly and- prefer Hopgood to say someone like Fafita, right? Yes. Because Hop- through that period, Hopgood's going to have a lot more points. That's it. You just hope that he doesn't somehow jag a 17th man in origin. I think he's probably just outside that, though. No, I can't. I cannot see that happening. No. But then again, then I played last year. No. I don't think it'll happen. Excellent. Okay. So, with that in mind, I think in this game, I've got Parramatta by 14. Uh, I'm going to say they're going to back up. I've got Parramatta by 30. That would be a big game, mate. I'm not going to sandwich bet that because you're right. They could slap them. Uh, they look good. They, they're just... They've they've had the pieces all year and they could easily have won almost all their games. It's just a couple of times they just haven't shown up in the right moments. Anyway, that's it. And look, a uh, guy we didn't talk about this week, but I've mentioned a few times in the past, Will Pensini, he's playing real well. He oh, absolutely terrorised Ponga. God, he passes the eye test. Wish I got him a month ago when you brought him up because you, you flagged that one a while ago. Uh, it's just, I just watching the game. He's just like, he's just taking that next level. Yep. And he's had You can see youth. why he was captain over Suwali at Kings, right? It's obvious and, now. And he's had that extra year at centre. Like, Suwali, he's had, like, that kind of broken up. He's playing a bit of wing. Like, he's playing fullback at the World Cup. He's been playing winger for Roosters. He's kind of not, learning centre. Not to digress, though, but imagine playing schoolboys rugby against Suwali and Penasini next to each other. Like, no wonder they won that year. That is filth. Oh, dude. You just... And the size of them. The size of them at 18, 17, 16. And you, you just be going, oh, thanks, guys. Catch you later. Yeah, gross. All right. Uh... We also got to talk about Gutho real quick, 79. So, origin period cover. Uh, Gutho, he first ever triple for him, right? Like, I think he was just a... He's a... Don't chase the dragon. Don't chase the dragon. So, low ownership there. He is great to own across the origin period. Again, with that buy run for wing fullbacks is awful. He's a good option, but I, I 600K... Don't I chase the dragon. Him. No. I go... I go and get the other guy we've got to talk about, Jaden Campbell. 39... 458k, very nah. tempting. Now, nah. Brimson's going to be in and out, dude. You cannot do it. You cannot. I reckon for four or five games, you can. Oh, jeez. I know. I reckon. I reckon they'll be more careful be... with Brimson this time because if he's done well, a grade three, what's a grade three look who... like? How long is grade three? Grade three is non surgery. Rupture. That's surgery. Grade three surgery. So okay. That's, or or a bad grade right. two. That's like six to eight weeks. But we, you know, with Torhu, with, with the previous one, we saw that, and now with Torhu, we're seeing. You know, initially listed as a bad MCL, and he's back this week. Oh, I just can't trust that. Yeah, like, to tour who we thought it was, we just we never had confirmation. So oh, that's filth. Um, they know. should they they should sit him for two months. They 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 should probably actually look at like wrapping up his season at this point because this is just going to keep happening. But it's very hard to know. And you said that exactly right. The coach is playing for his career. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I wouldn't mind buying Chad and Campbell for a few weeks if you got him. 
because uh, if nothing else, he'll be able to turn around. And just as far as his playmaking ability goes, he's he's an NRL quality player. I think he's got the same skill set as Sloan. No, he's not as good as Sloan. He's too little. Yeah, or maybe. I, he's I got better. He's probably got better football sense, but Sloan's, Sloan's got the, the high ceiling. Fair enough. Although, yeah. although, although, although uh, Campbell has... Uh, no, I think Campbell, believe it or not, has the better coach. And as you said, Hook doesn't know how to bring through young talent. No, and, and that's what I think. I think Campbell, as far as it goes, he's just his ability. He's just learned how to run into the game, and he's he's got a better def- defensive read. Like if you saw how, um, oh, who cooked him? Avrilli, cook Sloan. Sloan overran him. Remember on that try where Sloan had him, and then he just turned him around. It was yep. like, oh god. Anyway, uh, with that, that yeah. in mind, there, there, there might be a hundred and fifty k there. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. I, I, I reckon there might be, and so he's good. I would just, as far as coverage goes, I wouldn't sell a guy like Hammer for him or anything. I'd just sell a real cheapie to go and get him. Next thing we've got to talk about, guys from Newcastle, they got the buy this week. So, Phoenix Crosland, is he a sell or a hold, Mitch? Uh, you got him in a few weeks ago. He he was benched for Kurt Mann. Is it 441 I think he's been sucked up at the moment, aren't they? They are. Now, he's got that torn oblique, Kurt Mann. So, he might get more of a time for Crosland. I mean, look, at Crosland's... Price point, you could probably risk the hold. That's it. 441k break even 28. You reckon he'll make some money this week, right? Next week when he comes back. Up, yeah, up till... yeah. It's probably worth the hold. As I said, you're not losing your shirt if he doesn't. Yeah. I've got Tyson Frizzell a hold as well because if he's you've got him, you've gone for a reason. Exactly right. You he's... got him because you're going to keep him for the year. That's it. He's probably priced pretty close to his long-term average. Yeah. Uh, he... Ponga. And he got 50 points in a team that got trounced. Yeah, you love that, don't you? Yep. Sure uh, uh, Ponga is obviously, like, I know we said don't touch, right? You reckon he's got to be in from the tackle bags. 350k Ponga. Does that hold any interest for you, Mitch? He's at 402, break even a 50. In a couple of weeks, we're surely we've got to be talking about it, if nothing else, because if he is still playing, he's got to be worth some money. He's got to be worth more I, money than Moylan. 350, you know. He looks good in attack. It, it's it, it, the problem is like those missed tackles are murder. They really are. And he's oh, on a team that he's got to be on the tackle bags this week, dude. Like every day, come on out. I <laughs> We're gonna have like three guys a, running at you. Oh, you, you I feel like that's something three. he's gonna sort out in the off season. But three fifty is pretty tempting, mate. Like you could potentially trade Buller for Ponga. God. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, that could yeah, be a exactly. Thing, you so. could cash down from Buller to mm. Ponga. I said I wouldn't at 400, but 350 is getting hard to resist. That's it. Exactly right. So just, just keep Ponga to go check a star on him now. I'm doing it literally as we speak. If you hear the click, that's me. Uh, and Lachlan Miller. A lot of people have had, oh, he's not as good as he used to be. I know that the Knights have had a bit of a tougher run after their first pretty cruisy start. I'm going to hold Lachlan Miller. What about you, Mitch? Yep, same. He I figure... Good. He 40 looks- points on a, t- on a team that got trounced, same as friggin' Frizzell. Yeah, he's just got that Jack Bird rack-off attitude, right? Like, yep. just, you're not going to tackle me, I'm going to hold the ball. And he always looks like he could make something happen. Yep. So, yeah, and there's no one to sell him to. That's the other part. Uh, with that in mind, captaincy this week, I've got Nico as the out-and-out, outright number one captaincy choice this week, especially with Cleary's not guaranteed the kick this week. What about you, Mitch? Yeah. You can't go go past Nico, which makes you sad because I don't have him. <laughs> That's it. Look, the Warriors, unfortunately, like uh, are a pretty tough team. So I reckon that Cleary, he'll do better with Fisher Harris back this week. There's just no guarantees. If you got Cleary, he's the other best captain's choice though. Sixty five in a side that was playing in 
what was pretty much a water park by the end of it, right, Mitch? Like, I, I reckon I've gotten less wet and wet and wild than those players got. That was brutal. Yeah, it was. So, like a 65 in that with no goal kicking, you got to be happy with this like a floor. Yep, very, very happy. That's why he's the king. Uh, spicy choice this week, though. Moses. <sighs> Who are they playing? The Titans. Jesus Christ. Titans, dude. Oh, you'd make me do it. Yes. You know what? I had Manu, but uh, Moses is the choice. You are correct. 100%. Uh, if nothing else, I, I don't know about you, but his pace this year, he's really backing it, and he's quick. Right? Uh, I think I said it about three weeks ago. He looks... The, this is the year, man. If they're going to do it, Moses could take them to a premiership. He, he is actually properly leading that team around. He looks very good. He's leading from the front. I I know the power has only won four games, and I said that power was stinky last year. They look the goods. They really yeah. do. And, and, and they've and, taken it to the tough teams. They've not been trancing any of those games. It's not like no, last no, no. year. They, they they're, they're, they're not far off. And they've just, you know, I think they've they've initially struggled without IPAPI. Getting Sean Lane back is underrated important for them. Mm. Defensively as well. And, That's and I mean. Maddo as well. Like, once they get their full team back. The other thing that hurts is losing uh, Reed Marnie, like Josh Hodson. Oh, God. He's hard to watch out there. No. Look, I they... Brendan Hens playing more and more, and it could be mid-train at some point. Yep. So, uh, okay, with that in all, uh, trades for me this week. I'm vacillating between none and just holding because i am only got Lachlan Miller not playing this week and picking up a guy like Moses and Hopgood this week because I feel like you're just on the cusp of these guys where you could lose them otherwise. So I'm going to think very, very hard about that, like whether I sell one of these guys who just... I know that I'm going to be selling in a couple of weeks anyway and go and pick those guys up. Hard choice for me. What about you, Mitch? Mate, I've got to get rid of Karen, so I'll probably bring in Kiri, which is super risky. That's going against my policy of 2023. Um, but I have tried to justify it with the fact he's got that dinner suit role. And I'm looking to move on from Preston, possibly to Hopgood. Uh, and the other one that I was potentially going to go with was... We talked about him... Uh, potentially Corey Horsburgh or, uh, oh gosh, where is he? No, I can't find him. Yeah, certainly I've got to get off Karen though. So if you own Karen, you've got to get out of there. It's very frustrating. Um, very frustrating. Maybe, I'll bank, maybe I'll bank the other trade and keep Preston for one week because trades are precious, as Nick said, but I yeah. have to get off Karen. The, the remember, and this is what I'm making on, right, is that if if you're pushing team value, like I'm, I hit 13.2 this week, right? I'm not saying that I'm at value, but I'm pretty close to where I'm happy, right? I've literally got Buller uh, and Katoa. Everyone else in my team's worth about 500 grand or more. Yep. So if you're sort of hitting those values, you can just go, look, I'll just play for, unless you get absolutely ravaged by injuries, you can just play for injuries at that point, right? Yep. And swap outs, swap outs for Origin. You just got to make sure that who you're building for, round 13, 16, 19, and those off by rounds as well. Because... I reckon you will see people absolutely hit the floor in those weeks, especially if there's any late outs. Like, you know, just say Maddo does miss a week, right? All those people that had him, like they had 12 players and one of them was Maddo. Suddenly they're 11 and they're playing Nuggets. That's where you got a real problem, right? Yep. Awesome. Okay, let's get to some questions. So this one's for you, Mitch. Is the Hammer a keeper or is there someone else better at the moment? Hammer's 545k DPP, center wing fullback, averaging 43 He's a keeper for now. There's no one better. That's why I'm saying he's a keeper. Yeah, exactly. No, there is no one better out there. I completely agree. Uh, unless 
unless you're training up to Joey Manu. But even then, I'll try and find another way he to get Joey Manu. He does have that DPP, though. Joey Manu does. Center wing fullback. Oh, he does, too. Uh, Joey Manu, if you can afford him. Yeah. But, but, Mar- uh, but you know what? Why not have both? That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's go sell some guys off your bench and go and put these two in a starting squad. Like, I'm not worried about my wing fullbacks for a while. Like, I love Latrell, but I, I'm not doing it. All right? Post-origin. Exactly. If you going to do it at all. And even then, he's got those buys. Remember, all of the Souths yeah. had their buys from around 16. Yeah, 16 I'm to 20. Him. Around 16 to 26, right? It's yep. when they have all their buys. So, in three games, right? That those plus Latrell might not back up on some of those, right? So, really, in t- at a 10-game span, an 11-game span, he could be missing five of them. So, anyway. Uh, for me, Latrell's done for the season. Uh, next guy, Seth Prescott. This one's for you, Mitch. Chopping block is Ponga, Walsh, and Pengai Jr. Do you agree? Yes. Shopping list is Manu, Bird, and Wilton. Well, I don't know how you're going to afford those three after acting <laughs> those three, but yeah. Well, Walsh is 626. Looks... You could do it for him. The, okay, yeah, okay, sure. Walsh to uh, one and, of and then them. What are you going to do about Ponga the other and Pengai, you'd probably cash down to a Buller and try and cash up to maybe one of those two. I like him. I like all those buys. They're all certified booms. If you maybe, maybe maybe exception of Bird, I think I think I, I grabbed Bird at full freight, but I don't feel good about it. Uh, Manu and Wilson, you reckon? Maybe maybe play Manu Wilton, and if you have Hammer, put him in at center. I like it. Uh, and Brent Vickery, I don't know why he's asking. This is like top twenty, but uh, he's saying Murray to horse and to Lau to uh, RFM. Now look, getting out of Talau. Well, it's funny, I was just I was just looking at my team, thinking exactly that. But anyway, <laughs> not Talau RFM. No, I was thinking Murray the horse though, because as you just said, right, um, the bunnies post origin are no touchy. So Murray's done after that, and uh, his break even at the moment, Stu, I'm gathering is about seventy odd, eighty. That's pretty gross. Like we're getting to the point now that you, well, you got to question you know selling you round thirteen. That's that's, that's what I mean. So, the problem look, is that, yeah. But I you also know Murray that Murray has the points in him. Does that make sense? Like, yes, you know that Murray's That's why I'm guys, not going to do it. If he can absolutely pump. No, I'm just saying it's a risk, right? You could you could definitely end up selling Murray, right, if he has another couple of 45. So, I'm just looking here. I think with three weeks to go, uh, we've got 10, 11, 12. Nah, you got to hold him. If he, if he gets three 45s, he could drop to 709, right? Oh. And so, you lose another 110. Right? Oh, that's filth. If he gets 365s, right? Yeah, holding where he's at. He's got 365s to hold this current price. I would be very happy with 365s. And if he gets... And, you know, he's really shown that form through the year, uh, with the exception of the last two games. One was against Penrith, and Penrith do Penrith things. And the other was against Brisbane, where he got Sinbian. That was 10 minutes lost and uh, five points lost. So... Yeah, that's it. And it, they're butchering him on the edges, so... It, it's it's one of those ones where you have to make it to a guy who's going to play for those extra games for you, right? So you, that's, all I, that's all I'd say there. Yeah, I'd really be struggling otherwise to sell him. I think you've got to hold him to the last minute. Yep. Uh, if I sell him, it's only to, to make sure that I can get someone else. Uh, looking here, I'm just, I'm just trying to pick up Murray just real quick here. Yeah, you're right, mate. It's... 74, 60. Yeah. What is... Hold on. Are we talking about the same guy here? So, right. So, 63, 58, 87, 62, 57. Uh, yeah, 47 and 45. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So, the last two I guess the current premiers and first place. It's yeah. only due to the I fact think, that he's got that three I think we just got to chill rounds. out, right? 
Just chill out. Chill out unless you're absolutely got a winner who you're pumping to. If, if it can turn it into two guys who you absolutely want. And As who Nick don't says, play don't origin. panic. Don't yep. panic. Excellent. Uh, I don't think we've got any other questions, Mitch. So in that case, have you have you left it all on the park today? Have you got another catch line for me? I'm cooked, mate. You're cooked. Excellent, I'm mate. Cooked, have you got I'm a cook done. thing for the soundboard? No, I couldn't get the soundboard up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. I was waiting for him. Like, geez, he doesn't have it. Uh, no. I'll have to do that to you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, thanks, thanks. That's that's, all, that's, that's us waiting for Nick to come <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Nick said he was going to be on. Never turned up. Oh, well, with that in mind, guys, we're going to wrap up the Boonham or Bust podcast for this week. Uh, hopefully, you enjoy Magic Grand wherever you're at. Uh, if not, go watch it with mates. I oh, know I might put something up in the family chat, Mitch, see whether someone wants to go watch it on the Saturday or Sunday or something. So uh, Yeah, it won't be me, mate. I'm working all day Saturday, and I'll probably be recovering from that on Sunday. Oh, mate, it's it's tough watching a game of football from the sidelines. That's it. <laughs> well, multiple games to your point, but no, nah, fair enough, mate. Season's the season. So in that yep. case, uh, look, everyone at home, have a great week. Uh, Boom and Bust NRL podcast, round 10 signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.